gang. It's uh, September 20-something. 7th. <laughs> okay, it's September 27th. my sister's birthday. Okay, fair enough. September 27th, 2021. I'm your host, Alexander Neb. I'm here with my co-host. Andrew Dayday. There you go. Um, and welcome to <laughs> the Absurd Podcast. It's been quite a few months since our last episode. As you know, Andrew moved uh, an extra 30 minutes away. And th- so that distance between us, he's been really busy with work. I've been busy traveling. I was just in Spain for a few weeks. Uh, one thing just leads to another, man. You get fucking caught up. But we're happy to be here today and really lay down some shit because we have months worth of material. That hopefully Jesus we can Christ. recall. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where do we begin? <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's 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 definitely been a little bit. And, uh, you know, I mean, we had... I mean, I know that people were texting me and saying, like, when's the next episode dropping? Yeah, I've been getting that uh, kind of shit for two months now. Dude, I know. And I, I just I said, I'm like, well, I think we're going to do it this time. And then, of course, like, shit happens. I mean, what are you going to do? No, for sure. Two well, grown men. Well, I mean, the good, the good thing about waiting four months is that, you know, COVID's finally over and everything's back to normal, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ, you know, who would have thought that we would have been able to clear it out I, after I, two I, years? I got a COVID story. So I'm in Spain. Yeah, because I'm cool like that. And, um... I'm in a grocery store. Masks are mandatory in Spain. Inside. Anytime you're inside for any fucking reason. Of course, this isn't followed strictly in some of the smaller towns, in some of the more laid back places, but it is definitely enforced enough that people are looking at you. I mean, I got yelled at in my hotel. My hotel, walking around the hallway with a, without a fucking mask. I'm like, yeah, but we're, I'm in my home now. I'm paying for this. This is my home. No, it's not. But so it's, so it's retarded. Um, but other than that, for the record, it wasn't that bad traveling there with the COVID restrictions. Obviously, you have to pay $100 for your test to come back to the States. That's annoying. But back to this mask crap. So I'm wearing, you know, after a while, I get tired of these disposable masks that smell like shit and are filled with E. coli and fucking, you know, all yeah. kinds of other shitty bacteria. So I use my Muslim do-rag. I have my checkered Palestinian freedom fucking rag, you know, the... Uh, <laughs> Did they finally process your application a, a, to the squad? A, a kefia, as it were, or shamag. You know, I don't know. Anyway, so I wear that tied around my face. Looks really cool. And when you don't, when I wear it, it could be a, it could be a, like a nakerchief. But anyway, that's not the point. I'm wearing this fucking thing, and uh, around my face, blocking my face completely, multiple layers. It's a folded cloth, like four times. And this lady walks up to me and she goes, uh, "You need to get out of the store." I said, "Why?" She's like, "You're not wearing, you're not covering, you're not wearing a mask." And I was like, "But I am wearing a mask. This is covering my fish." She goes, "No, that doesn't work. Like, why doesn't that work?" She goes, "Oh, because the air you're breathing out is escaping from your mask." I'm like, "How are you breathing then if the air right. isn't coming out of your mask?" Yeah, yeah. And she looked at me because she never thought about that before <laughs> because she was too busy following the science instead right. of following science, yeah. uh, you know, as a. But a dark horse podcast would when say you, when you when you criticize Fauci, you're <laughs> criticizing science. Yeah, it was just incredible. Though. She's like, you know, oh, you know, you, the, your your germs are escaping when you breathe out. I'm like, hey, if you take a shit right now, I could smell it because it doesn't matter what's in front of my face. It's not a fucking that the super mask that you wear when you're dealing with asbestos. Right. So the air is coming in and out. And anyway, she didn't she didn't like that. She kicked me out. And, uh, <laughs> that was a very bad story. But the point is that like, people really are like. We've become, we've gotten to this ritualistic fashion of like people putting on the mask, putting off the mask, putting yeah. on the mask, putting off the mask. Uh, like uh, it's become iconographic, very religious in nature. Yeah. Like people prostrate, like, oh, we put my mask on real quick. I've been to bars in liberal towns like Gainesville, even though floor is very open. There are places like Gainesville where like they say, put on your mask, rock on the rocks, please. Here you go. Thank you. Right. <laughs> nothing nothing yeah. has changed. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you want to talk about like, 
you know, or and we have several times actually probably ad nauseum, but like virtue signaling. Yeah, virtue I mean it's it's gotten to the point where Security like now theater. I mean yeah, it really is like that. That's the only reason that people do it. I mean, because honestly, like. Not for nothing, I understand, like, all of the, the data, you know, I mean, I've seen it all as far as, like, stopping the spread, so to speak, but this is this is no longer any type of, like, anything other than, like, a cultural attache. When they reinstituted lockdowns in California two, two or three weeks ago, they'd had zero deaths in six weeks from COVID in L.A., Right. A shithole where people literally live outside covered in feces and heroin needles, yeah. and zero, but no, it doesn't matter, cases are up, of course. Right. It's it's going to keep spreading through your society, yeah. and some people will get sick. Most people will be asymptomatic. Some people will get really sick and go to the hospital, and some people will die. But like, and I would say with a lot of comorbidities, and look at the actuary tables. But the point is, the idea that you're going to get to zero COVID, like we don't live in a world with zero 1918 flu. I mean, the Spanish flu still exists. It's called influenza, the flu. And some people get the flu shot like me every year. Other people say fucking they don't. Right. The flu that you know kills like a million people a year around the world reliably. And that's it. Right. And so you're not going to live in a world with zero flu. You're going to live in a world with zero COVID. Yeah, right. No, I totally agree with you. I mean, it really is. It, it's Honestly, it's insightful, though, in a certain sense, because you get to watch the response from our so-called moral betters, um, you know, and intellectual betters, and the way that they, like, regularly display their hypocrisy on this type of issue. And, um, you know, I mean, unfortunately, like, it does seem, and and just to circle back on something really fast, We've gotten this criticism in the past, and I gladly will accept it and, and you know, process that information as, as far as, like, being the type of people that generally align with, let's say, right-center politics. Let's just say, right? Okay? Yeah, because that's why we want to legalize prostitution and all drugs, because we're super right-wing. But, yeah, I'll take the criticism. Right. So, what I'm, <laughs> so just with that in mind, I just it, – it is hilarious to me, though, that, like, it doesn't seem to me that – Many of the right wing, so called right wing politicians have been caught, you know, uh, breaching their own policies as far as like masking or like but not social distancing. There have been, there have been fun ones like though, obviously, like in the beginning. Like I remember Ted Cruz went to Mexico. That's not necessarily a breach of his own policy though. That's him running away from it. That's that's fine. I mean, in my opinion, I mean, yeah, like, I mean, the policy yeah, is in America to mask up, not on the beaches of Mexico. Right. No, no I'm just saying though. Like, it's totally like. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. yeah why the, why not get the fuck out of town if if things are going bad? Like, yeah. yeah no, do do you sit here in your house when there's a hurricane coming? Like, no. Yeah, do you well, think you're in leader, danger? But I'm not a leader. I'm a coward. Right. But the point being. Being, though that like no, I, no, no, you no. know i totally understand no, there's hypocrisy but yeah because the, obviously the party that disproportionately promotes covid hysteria for fear honestly this is the 9-11 for the left they love it yeah. they've instituted security theory they have their own tsa now they have their own uh, bullshit security apparatus they've shut down remember if you shut down the borders to keep people out for economic or cultural reasons you're a scumbag and a nazi right. a xenophobe if you, if, you, if you lock down the border from europe yeah and, right. and every other country in the world indefinitely for over a year now, you're a hero. Right. Because you're protecting the people. And that was definitely one of my favorite uh, appearances by uh, Jen Psaki or whatever. Uh, yeah. She was like uh, somebody, I think it was the guy from uh, Fox News, <laughs> ironically enough, that asked her, he goes, so are we testing the migrants that are coming across the southern border for COVID? And she's like, uh, I'm not aware of any policy that we have that would test them. And he's like, okay, he goes, but we still have to have a negative test to come back from European nations. Yeah. And she's like, mm-hmm, yeah, but the migrants at the south border aren't planning to stay a, uh, stay for a long time. Yeah, yeah. And, like, the, 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 the response overwhelmingly on Twitter, of course, was, like, very, like, tongue-in-cheek kind of thing, where it was like, yeah, because, you know, unlike those European tourists, they're not going to Disney World, yeah. you know, and then leaving. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're not coming, they're not, they're not staying here. Yeah. 
it's well, just fucking. Well, uh, we live in a world right now. Like, remember, we haven't done this in four months, so I don't know what we've touched on and what we haven't. But we live in a world right now where the left, for the first time, is advocating property rights and the right of refusal of service for businesses, and the right is saying, "My body, my choice." And I uh, look, I think these are both hypocritical positions. However, I would caveat not to get drawn too far into the abortion debate. That there's a difference. I like there's, how you there's there, there's this meme where <laughs> cap that right there. There's this meme where you go, no, because there's a meme where you go, uh, you know, I don't feel like getting a vaccine for whatever reason. Maybe you're anti-science. Maybe you don't give a shit. Maybe you're like, well, I'm not afraid of a disease, and sure. I don't feel like taking a vaccine. And actually, interesting enough, now they're having trouble getting uh, the 12 to 18 for boys. Just as there's a, a risk of vaccine for 35 to 55 for women, uh, there's a much greater risk for boys 12 to 18 yeah. that. Um, Myocarditis. Myoc- myocarditis, which yeah. is horrible. Right. So now they're kind of like pumping the brakes. Like, okay, well, the largest group of our population is young. You're not going to be able to vaccinate half of those people. So, you know, ah. Well, here's <laughs> the thing, though, is that realistically, and I don't, again. Just, sorry, let me finish the meme. Sorry. Because I was, I was getting down my own tangent. But anyway, yeah. So I'm not going to wear, I'm not going to get a vaccine. My body, my choice. You're literally killing people. Then someone else goes, uh. I'm going to have an abortion. Yes, queen. No, abortion does literally kill people. Now, of course, they're not killing citizens, so it's not murder, and that's a fun, interesting constitutional uh, moral debate, and I think it's an interesting one, but there... But for the purposes of memeing, yeah, there's a, there fuck the false equivalency. There's still hypocrisy going on here, and yeah, this is the whole thing. Like you know, I've I've some of my really liberal friends been like you know uh, say like oh I should I should I should be allowed to refuse service to you because of your because of your your personal life choices. I'm like, where the we've fuck been, was that? We've, the, we've been fuck was saying the, this forever. I'm like, I'm like <laughs> I totally agree with that. Like again, like. You I you can refuse business to anybody, and the bottom line will dictate what you do next, or right. you'll go out of business. But but that hasn't been their position for a long time, and the right is now coming along to this idea of like body body integrity and autonomy, which is again the right. The problem is like you have libertarians on both the left and the right. It's just that they get shoehorned too often into the right because of the economic issue. But there's a whole lot of other things to do with your body besides the money. And um, yeah, I think the hypocrisy is is so ridiculous. And my biggest thing I've been trying to do now when I go out with my friends is just point out the hypocrisy. Instead of even, like, taking sides, like, well, this, but this is why this is dumb. Right, like, right, right. Exactly. Yeah, of course. I, again, to your what you said earlier as far as, like, this, this is the left you know, security theater, right? Like, it yeah. doesn't actually improve outcomes. We've seen this. Yeah. I mean, you know, most, uh, what, indoor events where people gather are the, quote, super spreader events. Yeah, Hollywood Hollywood liberals can have a fucking event under a tent where right. they all give each other... Yeah. A bunch, of, a bunch of billionaires and millionaires can get together and break right. uh, California... Uh, but this is a sophisticated and vaccinated crowd, and it's like, okay, well, well that's interesting. when they said that, I was, like, fucking blown away. Yeah. Like, wow, what a class-based society. Yeah, well, it's, and it's funny, too, because, I mean, the a thing... A sophisticated crowd? The, that's what they said. Oh, I know, I know, but I was like, vac- you know, what is this, fucking 1880? Yeah, as if the... I'm sorry, the virus cares. The unwashed masses are not The virus cares what's in your bank account you know um well, you know it, no, it, it, it's just it's just it's, it's it's a very unique point in history because i think you know like we'd kind of already established that there is a cathedral right like you know there's like this like there's a big crowd you ain't in it you know whatever but it took a pandemic to really allow them to kind of show themselves for what they are which is hey the rules are for thee not for me and yeah, for sure. Know, and and every fucking turn, you see this all the time. Your restaurants close down, but 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 Hollywood can still have their right. food, their food yeah. uh, catering business. 
you can't go get a haircut, but <clears throat> I can get my haircut because I'm Nancy Pelosi and I'm a public figure. I need to look good. Right. All this crap. I mean, the vaccine mm-hmm. mandate, right? So for you, as if a billionaire can't get a haircut in her own house too, which is really funny. Like, yeah. <laughs> the idea that, granted, I'm a man of the people. I would go out and get a haircut because I like socializing. But I think most. Rich cunts would actually not want to go right to the masses. I, in fact, I'm pretty sure that in a lot of like pop culture cinema, you actually have like most billionaires or whatever, or, or those like seedy like rich people types, you know, getting their haircut in their own house where they have this like kind of like you know like covert or clandestine meeting with politicians, etc. I mean, I, I specifically remember yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, everyone knows, everyone knows the scene of the, like the the rich person getting the mani pedi at home, right? Well, dictating policy. Yeah, so it, it's just all bullshit. Um, as far as like uh, you know, and then also like you know, I mean, you have this uh, this movement right to get everybody vaccinated, which I'm totally okay with. Again, like I don't really have any qualms with the vaccine. It it certainly seems to me, based off of all the data that I've seen, that there is a very very low chance of having some sort of side effect, let alone a serious side effect. But if you have some sort of a personal choice or a personal reason why you wouldn't want to take the vaccine i think that's totally up to you well there's a dual there's a dual reality one is our legal reality which is that people are adults at 18 the other one is that the human body stops developing at 25 and what i mean by that is what happens when you get exposed we know like if you expose a child to pesticides in the womb or as a child they're fucked up and their iq is vastly lower and they have a bunch of diseases you give adults a fuck ton of pesticides, almost nothing happens. And if you give them a shit ton of pesticides, then they get like non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Right. Um, like if they're working in the fields. Sure. Um, you know, I wash my fruit Shout now. Out because I, I wash my fruit now because I have a baby. Right. And I'm worried about her. It doesn't matter for me. Yeah. Uh, so, and we see this with the vaccine as well. Like, of course, like if you're over 18 years old, especially if you're like, po- like in your, just in your 20s, for sure. Once you get past that age... Yeah, you can take the vaccine. the The side effects have been minimal. And here's the thing: look, if whether you get the vaccine or not, you there's a good chance you'll get COVID. Especially because it's shown that all the vaccines, except for Moderna, have no long term have no long term uh, immunity. Right. You'll still get sick. However, you do have the the for at least for the Pfizer because it, it creates memory cells because the mRNA vaccine. You won't go to the hospital, which is nice. That's the that's the only thing. Like, that's the whole point. Yeah, you get you get the vaccine, and then when you get still get sick. You won't get hospitalized. People like my in-laws, they got sick. They refused to get vaccinated. They're old. They're 70 years old. They were in the hospital for a month and they almost died. Uh, you know, this that, that's definitely – and I told them, like, you know, you, you took a risk and you shouldn't have done that. Like, yeah. I don't know why – like, whether you're worried about getting controlled or, 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 or like, it's good. I've heard all kinds of – I'm going to become infertile. I'm like, you're 70 years old. That yeah, doesn't matter. Right, yeah, it's irrelevant. Um, so, yeah, I do think – I kind of take the Ben Shapiro line on this, which is, like, you should – you need to follow science instead of following the science because following the science is shorthand for following my politics and my right. and like and follow, follow this like sheep yeah, fall sheep, in line yeah this sheep sheep mentality um yeah people should get vaccines because obviously if you're not in the if you're not at the the risk the risk group for vaccines young people like like we we're saying like the myocarditis for uh, men boys t- age 12 to 18 yeah and of course even younger huge is definitely not worth it i would not vaccinate my son no no i wouldn't vaccinate my daughter at any age here's the thing too is that like i think this the larger problem is that we're not able to have an honest conversation about what we're actually talking about right because because they've they've moved the goalpost to to zero zero covid but even even still though like just just from a vaccine standpoint right they call this a vaccine but what it really is is a gene therapy it's a, right. it, well, yeah, and also when you get sick, what do they give you? They give you Regeneron, which they give you antibodies from someone else's body. Right. The, so it's like the the whole thing here is that we're never the flu there, vaccine there, isn't a, a vaccine. There, there's a very weird thing that we're doing now where we're not being honest with people, right? Because like the American public is too stupid to be able to like wade through, you know, and make a decision for themselves. So we like try to like couch these things in like you know approved terminology that grants it some sort of like efficacy or like 
ability to do something that it doesn't do. And the fact of the matter is, is that the fucking vaccine is not a vaccine. It's a therapeutic. But this is the same thing, like, like it's again, the, it's para- everything. the, para- the analogs to 9-11 security theory, like, okay, we got attacked. There is a threat called terrorism. It does exist. One aspect of terrorism, especially popular in this this last century, this last thirty years, is Islamic terrorism. Right since nineteen ninety, this this has been a problem with Islamism taking root forty years before that in the Middle East, and it's created radicalized individuals who are willing to wage jihad and kill people. So yeah, terrorism. Can't figure exists. out why they would be so mad though. That's weird. <laughs> terrorism exists, but what do you do in response to that? Well, I think you should protect certain places, places with large crowds. Yeah. Similar to COVID. Vulnerable uh, populations. Vulnerable populations, things like that. <laughs> what you don't do is lock down the entire country or and do crazy things like security theater TSA, which missed 96% of the bombs that the FBI passed through them. Right. Uh, you don't invade other countries. Again, and if there's a specific problem, you attack the specific thing. So, you know, that's why we should have just gone for Osama bin Laden, not all of Afghanistan. The Taliban yeah. didn't fucking attack us on 9 yeah. 11. Yeah. That's, and, uh, <laughs> and neither did Saddam Hussein. But, right. And there are no weapons of mass destruction. Similarly, you know, then you now you now you go back twenty years later into the the COVID. Now we have the war on COVID, which by the way is the fourth time America's declared non-conventional war. In the, you know, we had the war on drugs. Right. We had the war. On, no, we had the war on poverty. Then we had the war on drugs. Then we had the war on terror. And now we have the war on COVID. All these all four of these wars are unattainable, incredibly expensive. We spent trillions of dollars. We spent six directly and ten indirectly. So ten total. More than we spent in World War II. Now we have hyper, inf- not hyperflation. I don't want to be. I don't yeah, want to be take like. Take it over. easy. No, no. But we have, we have. No, no, no. It's transitory, bro. I've been assured by the very yeah, smart yeah, yeah. people at the Federal Trump. Reserve. No, but like if they say core inflation is at five percent, which doesn't matter because how often do you buy a television? You know what matters to people is like how much does food cost? How yep. much does electricity cost? How much? How much does rent cost? Things that you spend every Ooh, every day. <laughs> every nice. day is uh, okay. you know, like my dollar carrots are a dollar thirty-five. Yeah. Tell me they're going back down. They're not. Yeah, of course not. Yeah, I mean, again, that's that's a whole other kettle of fish. I'm just fish, saying, but- like, we've spent, we've just, everything we've done has been ineffective because the government, one, doesn't have the constitutional authority to fight germs, and it doesn't even actually have the capability. It'd be one thing, like, okay, we're, we're wiping out, it's one thing if, like, we had, like, an Abraham Lincoln situation where, like, you suspend habeas <clears throat> corpus because if you don't win this war, there's not going to be any more habeas corpus. Right. So, that's an interesting argument. Understood. You, Absolutely. Emergency powers do exist in the Constitution, but they have to be... They have to be delineable. They have to have a, a, a limit case. Uh, sorry, uh, what the fuck's it called? Like, whatever. Like, there has to be a limit to, to both in time and in scope to what that power can be. And it has to actually be pragmatic. It has to actually work. The government has no capability to stop germs. And like, and when I hear people say like, well, if we could just put everyone in a room for forty days, and everybody was vaccinated, and nobody moved for forty days, and the government gave everyone billions of dollars to pay their bills while while they were while they were locked in that room for forty days, we could beat COVID. I'm like, well. I don't think that's worth it, and that's also not possible. So that's a non-starter, right? Like I think it's really that, to me. It's very similar. If I talk to one of my right-wing friends, like you know, if we could just stop everyone from having bad judgment, we wouldn't we wouldn't have we wouldn't need abortion because nobody would be getting. I have unplanned pregnancy. I'm like okay, fair enough. But that's not going to happen. Right. People are trash, and they're also independent, autonomous human beings. Right, freedom. and you can't take that away. So from you can't them. take it away from them. So we should do other things. That's why we advocate for for. Contraceptives, for example, as a way to, to, to fight abortion. Similarly, if you want to fight COVID, tell people, like, be in shape, wash your hands, use your fucking judgment. Of course, a tool in our kit is the vaccine for vulnerable populations. I agree. Like, like you should take my 80-year-old grandpa and give him a vaccine, and he has one. Sure, yeah. And and here's mm. the, the, the thing, too, is that, like, you know, as far as the vaccine goes, like, I really don't, like, is... 
the bill that we were sold when the vaccines first arrived, right? It was emergency youth, uh, use off, uh, authorization, which was fine by me, but they removed all the liability from the, these, these pharmaceutical companies that developed them, which again, in a time of crisis, I really don't have a problem with. But they I think didn't remove liability from the was, businesses. If yeah. this was a hemorrhagic fever, right? Like some sort of like dengue type fucking, you know, whatever. It, Something whatever. as contagious as the common yeah. cold and as deadly as meningitis. Fair enough. There yeah, you go. That's fuck a the great Constitution. Way. Yeah, yeah so, go for it. Sure. Absolutely. Throw I have anything no problem at the wall. With that. But here's the thing is that it's if not. you've done if you've made every reasonable fucking effort to make sure that you're not gonna be the one who dies from it and you also take all the precautions that are necessary to make sure that you're keeping yourself and your family safe, then I don't think that you know, you need to be, I guess, mandated to 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 take this vac- vaccine because it doesn't really function that way. At first, they were like, oh, this is going to be 95% effective in, you know, stopping the spread of COVID. Well, it turns out that that was a fucking lie. Well, we have to go back. <clears throat> Remember, first it was to flatten the curve. Right. Oh, two weeks to then, stop the spread. Then it was then it was wait until the vaccines are out. Then at that point, if anyone wants vaccine can get one, and then, and then we don't owe each other anything, which was, a bad, which was a tenuous argument, but at least it was one that could be made. Like, you know, people don't have a choice right now. They can't protect themselves, so you have to help protect them. Then vaccines came out. I was like, okay... Now, uh, when everyone gets vaccinated, okay. Now and then after that, they switch to zero COVID. We have now achieved the impossible. It's it's the wildest shit too, because like, for me, like personally, like they, <clears throat> when I when I when I look at the debates that they have, right, like in the legislative body, I'm totally fine with whatever it is that Congress decides that they want to do, constitutionally speaking, right. But the fact of the matter is, is that. There's never been a debate that I can see other than like a few like, you know, like libertarian minded, like right wing right wingers that have said anything about like natural immunity, for example. And which is, which as is so we, important as we know from like now these these recently published studies cases from like were Israel dropping in many states before the vaccine came out. How is that possible? Right. How, and even when the vaccines came out, how is the cases start dropping when you had about 20 percent of the population vaccinated? Because you had so many people that already had it. Dude, I remember <laughs> that fucking. So so not too long ago, obviously being a football fan, right? Like all these people are piling into these stadiums in close quarters. And now in in most circumstances, obviously, like it's college football. So they're all outside. So obviously that has something to do with that, in my opinion. Um, But, you know, CNN had Fauci on, of course. And they were like, you know, what do you think about this? Like, what do you have to say about like these people congregating for, you know, these football games and whatnot? He's like, I don't think it's a great idea. I think that it's going to, you know, potentially lead to a, you know, an increase in cases. But he's not a Jew, right? He just talks like that. Yeah, well, he's a fucking New Yorker. So aren't they the same thing? Yeah, he is like very um, nasally. Yeah. So so he says this, right? And then. Like you look at like what's happening in like Florida and Georgia and fucking Mississippi and Alabama, all of these states that are in the SEC that have these massive stadiums that have, you know, at a minimum capacity of 60,000. Every single fucking game is filled to the brim. And in Florida, I can't speak to the other states. Cases have actually drastically gone down since the start of football season. So like, oh, surprise, surprise, you were fucking wrong again. This is it's fear mongering. I mean, there really isn't any fucking reasonable data to back up why well, like people should be congregating. When the third wave hit Florida two months ago, so case started rising again, and um, and our dear leader uh, DeSantis said, like, well, we're just gonna do what we keep doing, which is like, like our entire ninety-seven percent of old people are vaccinated, so we're not worried about mass deaths. And of course, the numbers confirm that. While cases went up, very few deaths. 
Right, and and, and because there were younger people, commensurate hospitalizations did go up. That's but that's fine as long as we have the fucking protocols in place to be able to handle the influx of patients. There's not really an issue there. I mean, the average like COVID stay, like for a quote hospitalization, because of here's the thing. Also, with COVID, not of COVID. Anyway. Um, is, is something like three, I think it was like three days or something like that. So it's like, yeah, you're having a really hard time. Here's a fucking nebulizer. Get the fuck out of here. And Regeneron. Here's here's someone else's antibodies. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, we've been super, uh, good about that with the monoclonal Yeah, and now they're, you know, I don't want to speculate. I just remember something like last week where now they're, they're no, now they're no longer automatically giving people Regeneron. Now you have to be of a certain disposition before they give you antibodies like but it's it's the the only two treatments that work are steroids to prevent you from killing yourself and antibodies so that you can fight back don't forget about that horse dewormer that seems to be working pretty well too yeah i mean i can't speak about ivermectin <laughs> because i'm not i'm not of that i'm just not that deep in the science of that in that respect me either of course but i mean to look a gift horse in the mouth i mean what do you what's really doing? funny is like the, the the hypocrisy too like so the FDA is finally doing long, uh, finally doing studies on on soldiers giving them horse tranquilizers, you know, ketamine, to cure the obvious right. depression. And of course, it works marvelously. Everyone who's, as you know, people have done LSD, shrooms, ketamine, any of these psychedelics, report feeling refreshed. Yeah. I mean, I've done shrooms in 15 years, and I still feel pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I listen, I, I'm a regular and, and constant advocate of fucking, yeah. you know, uh, but, doing psychedelics. But then when you see people like Jen Psaki and people like that, too, like, these people are taking horse dewormers. I'm like, okay, but plenty of things, 30% of all pharmaceuticals in America are prescribed right. off-bottle. Right, off-label, yeah. Off-label, sorry. Yeah. So, so, what's, so, yeah, what's the difference in a horse tranquilizer and a horse warmer? Right. Look, obviously it has to be studied, but what I'm saying is I remember you, can't, you can't just brush people off as crazy for doing something that we've already confirmed is a, is, a, is a process that works. Now, I will condemn those people, though, that are, like, looking for, like, veterinary, like, you know, level, like, ivermectin. I won't say, like, hey, yeah, you should just go to your fucking local pet store and, like, no, try we already to get have that. No, ster- we already have steroids and Regeneron. We don't need additional yeah, but, treatments. But, but, I mean, but, if you find a doctor that's willing to prescribe you ivermectin, I mean, just go for it. Like, who gives a shit? If it works, it fucking works. And why are we fucking, like, you know, creating this entire, like, subset of people that feel like they're being, like, you know ostracized just for you know their i guess willingness to take some sort of medication that might not necessarily be prescribed for that thing but it it works it seems to work you yeah. know antivirals are a fucking thing you can't fucking you and can't we're not just... living in a world where cigarettes are illegal so what do we have to lose <laughs> exactly mm-hmm. i mean it's like the you know it, it's the same concept to me as like you know would you would you like uh turn down a cancer patient if they wanted to try some fucking crazy like homeopathic remedy or whatever be like well the science doesn't necessarily lead that way but let's go ahead and let you do what you want to do and maybe it works maybe it doesn't but you know hey let's get you back on track if it doesn't you know, work the only way to maintain the money machine going burr and and the people in power maintaining their their political position is to keep the show going on more money more fear more crazy goals that can't be attained yeah. and so anyone who challenges that narrative is persona non grata and this is cr- the, the machine has to break and my biggest fear is that while i've seen socially it has broken like people are just moving on with their lives many people especially people on, who are in the right right of center part of part of politics but i'm just seeing like naturally even everywhere even like more like people just like oh, okay yeah i had to put on a mask but we know this doesn't do anything yeah, it's, it's all bullshit but the problem is that's how you end up with the post 9-11 uh, uh, power structure where, like, you have things like the TSA. Take right. off your shoes. Okay, I have to take off my shoes. No, I don't have to take <clears throat> off my fucking shoes. Right. Like, but no, you do have to take off your fucking shoes because this has been established. Yeah. You have the Department of Homeland Security. Like, the new normal is just that. And uh, and I'm very afraid that if we don't, 
I'm I'm just hoping that we can get to a pre-COVID world, not the COVID world, pre-COVID world in terms of like how people work, that remote stuff, that's here to stay, but and for better or for worse. But I am worried that we're gonna like accept this idea of like masking forever in certain contexts, uh, or or no. or vaccine mandatory. I mean, everyone in the UN agreed requiring vaccines to travel to their country. Now, we're not talking about people getting like yellow fever vaccines to go to go yeah, to go, right, go, sure. to go to the Nile. We're talking about people having to get a COVID vaccine to go to a country and then a test to come back to the country. How long do we do it for? Or, Two more yeah, years? Four right. more years? Or like boosters ad infinitum? When like, I was in Spain, I had to come back. I had to get an antigen test or a fucking PCR test. $100. And my wife, another $100. The place that was giving out the test was the people... For the record, as entrepreneurs, I had nothing but respect for them. They took some shithole little building and they set up their bullshit little pop-up clinic, yeah. and they're getting thousands of customers. That you have to understand. See the same thing in downtown Orlando when I was at the, um, oh, fucking like the little Brazil part of Orlando where the, oh my god, Outlet Mall is a fucking pop-up building. You know where like they make like a greenhouse that type of building, like glass sure. walls. Yeah. The line was a thousand person deep. And I asked the guy there, I was like, so like, how many customers do you get a day? He goes, oh, about 5,000 a day. 5,000 a day times Christ. 100. He's making $50,000 a day. This whole th- Now, these people, of course, are begging their politicians, oh, you got to extend, you got to extend. Because the money is so big for right. them. And we, that's what we've created. We've created, it's a war machine. Just like the war on drugs created all these new, right. you know, these triple letter agencies and the big money for the justice system. And the cops and the drug task force and all this other fuck shit in the jails. Everyone's in on the take on the war on the war on terror and everyone's in on the take on the war on COVID. This is so obvious. And and everyone just pretends like it's okay to just waste trillions of dollars and bankrupt yeah. the future. Well, and they, you know, here's the thing though, is that they think all this is temporary. What about global warming? I thought that was gonna kill us all. Why do we care about a disease that's gonna be go- I mean, the, the bullshit? Yeah. I was assured. I was assured no, by Al Gore that there would be no ice left at this point. I in time. was told, swear to God, that if we spent only one trillion dollars on on planting trees, that would stop a great deal of global warming. Who told you that, Johnny Appleseed? I'm saying, yeah, who <laughs> told you that? No, and we spent six trillion not planting not planting trees. I mean, it's just incredible, like how people evaluate risk. And this is the thing, though, is that like realistically, like people are so bad at understanding math. Like, I mean, we've done so little to help these two people. Two and a half percent of two and a half a percent of the population will die of COVID. What? Nobody. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Effectively nobody. And, like, you know, not for nothing, this might sound callous, but, like, the people that do die, you know, uh, obviously barring, like, the elderly population, it's like maybe you should have made some other choices in your life. And that sounds fucking terrible. Yeah, even, pre, even pre-vaccine, even obviously being healthy goes a long way. The number one, by the way, the number one core co- – well, here's the problem, though, with this type – I'm going to be very careful when I quote this, though, because it's the problem. They go, oh, did you know that – um. Over two-thirds of people that are admitted to the hospital with COVID are, are obese. I'm like, that's true. But two-thirds of the population are also obese. So I don't know if there's a there there. But but the problem with statistics like, you can do whatever you want with them. Yeah, of course. But yes, it's pretty obvious that being fat doesn't help. My dad got three-week COVID. He's fucking obese, you know. And he was unvaccinated. And not because he's right-wing. Uh, he just... He was just too lazy and he hadn't gotten it yet. He got one now. I mean, he got one after getting <laughs> I'm too fucking busy making money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, you can get the vaccine. He goes, oh, I was going to get it eventually. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it really, it, it's just funny, though. I mean, on all fronts, because, again, to, to what you were just saying, as far as, like, you know, the, the statistical manipulation that can be done, um, I mean, it, 
You fixed the car, by the way. Unplugging the battery terminal did it. Bam. Great. Look at this. I'm a fucking Sorry genius. About that, guys. Hey. You should definitely listen to me for all my COVID takes. <laughs> <laughs> Expertise confers in other areas, right? Isn't that how that works? Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I Listen, you know, I, again, he, <clears throat> my biggest problem, right, is that now, you know, we're all supposed to just say, like, yes, the vaccine works, which it does. It seems to have very mild uh, side effects for most individuals. Over 18. Uh, and yeah. it very clearly does prevent, in most cases, hospitalization and death. So if that's the case, right, we've got FDA, uh, FDA uh, authorization to be able to use it, uh, not just necessarily under the EUA. So why don't we remove the liability for the pharmaceutical companies? And why don't we remove and why don't we reinstitute liability coverage for private business? Because, you know, part of that bill where everyone got their twelve hundred dollars pity check was that uh, <laughs> I don't want to get to that. Because it's so funny. Like, oh, well, it's like it's like uh it's like you're getting $2,400, whatever the fuck was the number. Because, oh, oh, Because yes. Trump already gave you some money. Anyway. Right. Okay. No. So yeah, the part two, of the, it's, it's, it's basically 2000 because you already got – Yeah, you already yeah. got fucking 1400 before. Total bullshit. Anyway, so part of that part of that bill, thank God it hasn't been exercised, um, is that um, if I go into Panera Bread and somehow it becomes a super spread event for whatever reason, I can sue Panera Bread for not providing a clean enough environment. As if that's something – as if they were like shitting on the tables before. No. Right. It's a relatively clean establishment, yeah. right? Sure. And uh, that was, to me, completely wrong. The idea that you could... Because we didn't do it with any other disease. You can't say, like, oh, I got... The flu. I got the flu at the bank. So, and money's, money's dirty, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it's fucking wild to me. Honestly, like... And, and you know what the worst part about it is? Is that, like, regular people are the ones that suffer from all this stuff. So, like, all, all this... the inflation, the lack of freedom, and fucking getting fired, and not being able to pay their rent, or not being able... Or your landlord, who now they say, you don't have to pay your rent anymore, and now your landlord can't pay his fucking taxes, so he has to sell the building. And when he sells... His, so this is my favorite part, but people never look three steps ahead. You know what happens when you bankrupt me, a little bitch landlord? Yeah. I sell my thing to a richer landlord, right. a corporation. What does he do right. to cover that investment? Because now Jesus property Christ. values have gone 25%. He has to raise the rent. Right. You just raise the rent again. Dude, I just so there was a uh, the Case Shiller index for renters just came out uh, like a week and a half ago or whatever, and the funniest part about that to me, and of course I would never laugh at people who are struggling, you know, trying to you know renting or well, whatever. That makes one of us. But <laughs> but Case Shiller said that over year over year rents have gone up eight percent. Okay, and they are the lowest estimate, and they're usually the most accurate, but they are the lowest estimate. It is double digits by Zillow apartment you know whatever apartments for rent or whatever all these like various organizations that actually like aggregate this data and the thing is is that like people still advocate for these measures like uh rent control and eviction moratoriums and things like that it's like do you understand that when you put these institutional investors as your eventual landlords like they have no incentive to lower costs for you. Like, yeah. why would they? they? They can they can withstand a recession far longer than you can, right? Correct. Like, you can. What what is it? What's the uh, adage? It's like um, the market can stay irrational longer than you can stay solvent. So, like, oh yeah, it's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, so, that's like, funny. you know, it's okay to be a contrarian, but you better be fucking right, and you better be right fast. No, I think I think as you know previous podcasts we talked about we've erased 40 years of extreme poverty gains in terms of like reducing poverty around the world because you know we have seven billion people and one billion of them are day laborers which means they make two dollars a day and they spend that and that covers their rent and their food yeah and we told a billion indians they couldn't work <laughs> yeah 
It, it really is. It's, it's pretty fucking wild because like here's I'm gonna the go, thing where are all these immigrants coming from? Even <laughs> even in this environment, right? Like you would think that like with all the arguments that have been made by like the left, you know, as far as like reducing poverty and crime and this, that, and the other, and That's defund the, the police, reducing and poverty like, and fighting pollution and spending money carefully to help people. That's just at the end of the day, what has been shown to be a front, a position, a posture. Because when Bush came to shove, what did they do? Did they did they ask what? Out of the trillion dollars they spent, eight percent of those bills went to direct relief for people. Ninety percent went to went to the rich. And I, by the rich, I don't mean billionaires sitting in their home. Even I just right. mean the corporations, the stock market, Dude, like, hedge free money, funds, hedge funds, hedge funds, fucking raking in millions of dollars of fucking PPP loans that figured out ways to like you know reorganize their assets so that they could keep their people on, take that money, fucking put it in their pockets, and never think twice about it. And yeah, by the way, I don't it. know if anyone knows, but a loan that you don't have to pay back isn't a loan. That's <laughs> called giving people money. Right, <laughs> right. And, and and again, it just like you know, as far as like entrenching wealth and power, I mean, like this is the most this is the most ridiculous wealth transfer in the shortest amount of time that we've ever seen, like in our lifetimes. You know, I mean, obviously there's other uh, instances, you know, maybe that have occurred before us, but you know, besides like the glo- uh, the GFC, the global financial crisis, you know, in 2007, 2008, whatever, like the government will never let a good crisis go to waste. And they'll sit there and they'll like couch all of their like, you know, actions as far as like being for the working class and trying to improve, you know, like situations for people. No, what it does is it enriches their donors because those are the people that helped them get reelected and then they just fucking move on like nothing ever happened and then they gaslight you and they say that, oh, this was all for your well-being. You don't remember how we you know fixed else? the economy? Yeah, you know who actually likes inflation? People that borrow on margin, right. you know, multi-billion dollar hedge right. funds and corporations right. and shit. Yeah, that are developing properties that can have like write-offs until the end of the property's value. I mean, it's just... It, but now you understand kind of where I come from sometimes because we talked on a previous podcast. So I'm like, you know, sometimes I think like, you know, granted, there's no safe place to go at the end of the day. All governments are evil and dangerous, but they're not equally evil, equally dangerous or equally inept. And so I think to myself, like, you know, do I want my kids to get brainwashed through this education system? Do I want them to turn on television and see the stupidity? Do I want my child to work? You know, what it was like, thank God my daughter is only a year old. You know, when I see like two year olds can kicked off planes because they're not wearing a mask. It's, it incenses me. You know, it's like and like, you know, it's the most painful part. When I'm wearing a mask on the plane and my daughter reaches for it and pulls it down so she can see my face. Right. You know what that does? It yeah. just breaks me into a million pieces. Dude, so I fucking brought it up to you the other day. I was like, are you still banned from Facebook? Um, yeah. And again. the reason why I asked that fucking question is because I had posted something about how the world has lost its fucking mind when it comes to masking kids. Like, do you understand? Like, I know you do, but like, just generally speaking, do you understand the proverbial you? Do you understand how important, like, facial cues are for developing children to be able to like you know understand like you know social cues and how to like develop uh in a way that doesn't necessarily like create sociopaths and you've got a bunch of kids that are just like fine parading around we already had a group of people that were already on the edge like the gen z and the gen alphas with not asking people out uh not being able to talk to women specifically uh with the the tinder generation People who wouldn't go out, uh, they didn't have cars to begin with. They uh, they they would have like f- twelve person screens. They were doing Zoom calls. I remember seeing my 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 brother Mark, who's younger than me by eight years, 
like on a Friday night, like what's going on? Like, hey, my friends, are like where? Where's everybody? He goes, oh no, all twelve of us have these our screens, and we're all talking to each other, and like also doing our own thing. And you take that, and now you lock them down for a year. You ban them from school for a fucking year, and and you and you make them afraid to talk to people. You literally tell them, like, oh, you talk to someone, they get you sick, you get your grandpa sick, you kill your grandpa. You are you are creating the most massive amount of anxiety. Of course, this is why uh, suicide and divorce are through the roof. I mean, we're just Not destroying to obesity and we're things like this. You know? Yeah, yeah, sure. Locking people down, to Spain telling children they can't leave the house for two months. We are destroying the basic tenets of our society, and I'm I'm fucking terrified to be honest as a father, and because I, I have to think about. All kinds of things. Like, what kind of world do I want to raise my daughter in? Uh, where am I going to put my fucking money? Where should I go? You know, and right. it, it's pretty fucking crazy. And, I, and like other people who are just stuck with the ship, <sighs> I feel bad if I if I if I wasn't so scared for them. Yeah, it well, was, it's <laughs> right, exactly. That's this is the thing is like I never like to be the person who's like open your fucking eyes because I mean, what do I fucking know? Like, honestly, half the things I prognosticate about never come to fruition. But like the like fact- the Chiefs winning. That wasn't nice. (laughs) But, like, you know, half the things that I fucking talk about never come to fruition. And it's like, okay, that's fine. But you have to acknowledge that there is an eventual... There is a fucking universe where these things might happen. And you don't need to... Like, the thing that bothers me the most right now is that you don't have to look any further than Australia. Right? What's happening in Australia right now is fucking dystopian. Are you kidding me? Because you don't have the right papers or you're too far from your house or this, that, or the other. It's like, no, 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 no. Like, you are, quote, a public servant. No, no, you, you don't get it, Andrew. They're just enforcing that. the laws. Oh, well. <laughs> that makes it all I'm right. just, I'm just following orders. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> okay, all right. I mean, I, and that's one of the points that I made. I'm like, these are the same fucking people that would just blindly go along with some sort of fucking policy instituted by a government who doesn't know its ass from its elbow, who's just trying to save its own face, that would eventually say, yeah, you know what? The Jews are the problem. Like I said, it's the second 9-11 in my lifetime event. And, you know, I knew people when they get scared do dumb shit and give away their power. And I know governments, when given the opportunity, will see will seize power and, like, and like fuck over people. But I didn't know. It, we're always just waiting. I didn't know, yeah. realize we were so eager right. to get fucked. Oh, because, <laughs> dude, it, it is it is astonishing to me because, like, these are, like, so even some of the people that I'm talking about are, like, intelligent, well-educated, well-fucking-to-do, you know, and they are just the type of people that are just, like, well, I mean, come on, like, they would do something, like, you know, terrible, you know, and, and, and leave you to rot for their decision. And then someone like, points that out and they go, oh, you're banned from Twitter and Facebook because you made an overall comparison to the Holocaust. It's just, it's unbelievable. And I mean, and, and here's the thing is, like, to give up so much of your your ability to at least communicate honestly and effectively with other people to these like you know tech companies that unfortunately don't always share the same politics that you do is is not a good sign for humanity i mean like you know that's you could, the one thing i like about being banned from facebook like honestly i'm even happier than i was bef- but i was before yeah but that's not a good thing though because no, like not, the, no, obviously because the world plug- the world needs people like you that are willing to talk honestly about these fucking problems but no you know, it's an, no social media is an echo chamber and mob and mob rule yeah of course but you know to 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 limit the 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 voice and the reach of the people that are willing to say like okay well if everybody else is going that way that doesn't necessarily mean it's right i mean didn't your fucking parents tell you when you were a kid like if your friends jumped off a bridge, would you? Right. That was like a or whole like and hey, stones. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so like, make sure you don't fucking like just go along with the fucking crowd if it's a bad decision. And so it's like, hey, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. That's fine. I like I'll suffer the sticks and arrows, right? But like at the same time, like, hey, like 
let's just let's pump the brakes here because things can get very very bad very quickly and there's not a whole lot we're going to be able to do about it once we get to that point so you know let's get that fucking message out and there's i mean there's like bigger trends that have always been at play which is like okay here's a problem Maybe it can be solved, maybe it can't. But clearly the government isn't the right tool for that job. And then the government somehow convinces the people through fear, saying, well, we have an unlimited amount of uh, authority and money, so let us try. So then they do it, and then it doesn't work. And they go, oh, we just need more authority, more money. Right. And the cycle repeats right. for a long time. It takes, it takes about 50 years to go from war on drugs to, well, maybe we should legalize marijuana. Well, great. <laughs> Millions of lives later. Hundreds yeah. of thousands of dead Mexicans yeah. later. Right. I mean, like nobody, nobody, nobody thinks about that. Right. Right. And yeah, it's 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 very troublesome. I mean, yeah. honestly, like again, to your point where you said, like, you know, you're afraid. Like, obviously, being a father, like, I don't know how to secure my wealth. I don't know how to fucking raise my children, or or I'm uncertain how I'm going to end up raising my children because yeah. it's it's difficult to fit, find your way in because this my environment. window keeps shrinking. I used to have like five year plans. And and those five year plans are kind of being thrown to shit. I'm kind of being stuck right. in like in the one year plan. My one year is, and like that's not a good way to live. Because the plan. pace of things are accelerating in yeah. such a way that it's like the rate it makes of it, change of the rate of change. Yeah, it's, it's just <laughs> what, what we talked. We talked about this. So uh, what was it Godwin's law, like about uh, processing power, yeah, uh, like CPUs. It, this is this is what's happening because people are so afraid and they're so ill-informed and they're so incapable of critical thinking, just basic critical thinking, where it's like, hey, maybe. You know, X could happen, but what are the possibilities that X could happen? Maybe we should take a more, like, you know, reasonable approach to this instead of just going fucking whole hog in this direction. Like, it's 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 no longer even like we're willing to tolerate a death by a thousand cuts. It's death by one cut. They're like, they're like I don't want to die. Let's do this. And they'll jump off the fucking bridge. Well, you know, again, I've always found it so charming that after the the secular left in the West, like... Destroyed Christianity, which at the time when I was younger, I was cheering about because I was like, oh, this is great because I'm an atheist and I'm like, this is awesome. Right. And yeah. then I didn't realize that they were going to replace it with something much worse, which was like more of a authoritarian with Chinese characteristics or the Russian or the Russian version or the uh, or the American version, like uh, with this, which is the liberal version of replacing religion with with the state. I mean, you have you have your you have your super powerful mages or or uh, priests like Fauci like dear leaders right uh you have your figurehead yeah, you have you have you have blasphemy laws you can't say certain things if you if you take off a mask you get thrown out that's why I call it the cathedral no yeah it is I, the, the, it, the new religion like Andy McMorder's book I mean like people people see other people that don't agree with their their with their shibboleths and they freak the fuck out yeah, and react violently heretics. remember at the beginning of the pandemic the first like six months when people would just like punch people who weren't wearing a mask right like we went from punching nazis who weren't nazis to now punching people who aren't wearing a mask i'm like you will keep you keep lowering the bar for political violence guess what you're going to have right fucking there was a there was a fucking article in in the goddamn new yorker magazine the other day which was like um talking about how climate change is obviously a problem and that maybe uh, it's acceptable to change the tactic from conversation to violence or, or, or uh, what did it say? It said non, maybe a And how would they shit, feel? And how would they Sub- feel? Subterfuge, and how would they feel if that like, group of people show up at the New York Times building? Exactly. Uh, well, <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. So it's, it, you know, I, God damn it, man. Like the world has lost its way. And, and this is why I've always, you know, with all due respect to you, I mean, I don't personally like hold 
much of a religious belief, but I think that it's important because it's a scaffolding for how you build the world. It's how you build a society because you need. I think anything people. that lasts thousands of years has value. So my, the so Lindy principle. Part, part of growing up for me was realizing that you didn't have to be, uh, you didn't have to be religious to have a moral center or a sense of purpose, and you didn't have to be an atheist to be analytical and smart and scientific and, you know, open-minded, whatever the fuck, accepting, tolerant, all, all these things that we value. Right. And and that's because just like this, same thing happened like many years ago when I went to Saudi Arabia. I used to think that you had to be a free society to have a capitalist society because that's where you grew up in America thinking. But that's just not the truth anymore. Right. Like, now when you have capitalism with Chinese characteristics, now when you have uh, the corporatism of the West, now when you have, uh, you know, whatever the fuck. I mean, it, and, and all these different versions of it. Of course, I want a free and open society. I don't want people to be oppressed. But the only way to get to that world is to stop is to stop oppressing people. I mean, right. the, only way, the only way to live in a world where so people, it seems so circular the, when you say it. No, 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 no. The, the only way, if you want people to be free to develop their talents and pursue meaning in their life, then you have to not assign it for them. You know, we sure. can't, we can't keep creating. Catechisms. Of, sorry, how was that fucking long word? Such an e for Christianity. Ecclesiastes. I can't. Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes. That's like, a book in the Bible. No, but like the ecclesiastical like like things. Like you have, to, you have to, uh, you have to have open debate and let people challenge ideas and let the marketplace of ideas sort out. You can't just keep banning people and canceling people and, and cramming down people and pointing guns at people and beating people with fucking sticks and punching punching quote-unquote Nazis in the face. Like yeah. you, have to, you have to have an open... I just see us becoming more and more of a closed society. And it gets to a point where I do have to actually ask questions like, well, what is the difference? You know? Yeah, well, I mean, listen. Here, here's the thing is that like most perfect systems arrive at perfection through chaos. Right, yeah. like there's no yeah, there's dynamic no way- equilibrium of chaos. Exactly. There's no there's no way to form a perfect society if you don't allow people to kind of like, you know, do what they do and fucking let the chips fall where they may, and eventually you arrive at the most perfect form of, you know, society. But, you know, we we sit here and we think like in our own hubris, like oh, if we just if we just tighten our grip a little more, if we just if we just show these people the way. The way, like the science. Yeah, there's like the anointed, there's the enlightened, there's 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 a group of people who are in charge and they see you as a bunch of unwashed peasants and masses who need to be controlled. And to a certain extent it is true that there has to be a, a central authority. I'm not arguing for some sort of a narco narco collective. Um <laughs> but almost there. <laughs> all you have to do is defend property rights. And, and bodily autonomy and a few other things and, and what's the third one? Governments. That's it. That, yeah. I'm saying, no, yeah. but you're. That's yeah. it. You're so, right there. Yeah. So those are the three roles of government: enforce yeah. contracts, protect private property, and adjudicate disputes. Right. Yeah. And that's sure. it. Sure. And just. I and mean, everything... sometimes we got to adjudicate our own disputes. <laughs> yeah, which is fine, <laughs> right? But um, actually, yeah. I actually, actually actually something that a lot of like my liberal friends would be surprised about is like you know. I am a big fan of people adjudicating their own disputes because involving the state means someone showing up to your house who doesn't know you with a gun and all the authority in the world to shoot and, you in the and face. And we've seen time <laughs> and again that it never goes the way it should. I hey, mean, I'm really curious this. about that. I'm really curious about that woman. Is she passed out? Let me call the police instead of walking up to her and checking yourself first. Right. Then the police show up. Hey, she's passed out. Not look even high. Fu- but and look- then they shoot the dog. Yeah. <laughs> 
The dog went, hey, and the dog didn't do anything. You get near my owner. Who the fuck are you? Yeah. Boom. But like, look at this fucking most recent thing. Like that was like uh, super fucking like uh, front page. This uh, whatever that YouTube girl, uh, Gabby Petito or whatever. Okay, missing right? white girl syndrome. Let's do it. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. I'm, all I'm saying, I, I, no, no, we, I'm we saying, can go there. That's no, a fun case. But, but yeah. But the point is, though, is that, like, the state stepped in when some passerby was like, hey, it looks like something's going wrong here, right? They had an interview with both of them. They determined that she was the one that was actually, like, probably out of sorts and that, you know, if anything, they didn't want to step in because it would have ended badly for her. I know what it's you know, like to be young and in a tumultuous relationship where things get out of hand. And we never, we never, we never, I never, certainly never hit any of my exes, but I remember some of my exes trying to hit me yeah. because of the entitlement of, of our gender, gender society in that regard. So the, you, just I'm the, sure just know. the point though was just <laughs> the point though was that like rarely when the state gets involved, is there a resolution that is, you know, palatable for either of the parties that the dispute itself originated with. And so like, why would you want, like even just, just, just going from there, right? If that's the seed, Right. Is that a tree that you'd want to have? Like, no, by like an outgrowth of that that exact fucking system that doesn't necessarily. What's amazing is a lot of people were pissed that the cops didn't arrest him right in there. Even though he's a problem too. Though we live in a world where, you know, it's not what you know; it's what you can prove. The guy's covered in marks. She's not. She obviously lost right. her temper. And she's hysterical. Yeah, I mean, she's like, hysterical. did you watch the video? And they go and they like coach her through her responses, like, but when you hit him, it was an accident. You didn't mean to hurt him, right? And she goes, right. And they go, okay, you're free to go. We've tried to decide, but like, look. All these people are like these hindsight twenty twenty fucking Captain Hindsight people. Like, oh, we should have done this. Like, you only said it because she's dead, and we know that now. Right. Like, for the record, most people get in arguments and nothing happens. I got an argument with my wife last week. I love my wife. I have a nice family. I have a nice life. But monkeys sometimes argue. Smile once if you're not in danger. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and like the idea that like you know there were other people in our house that day. My sister in law was here. Uh, her best friend and my brother in law. Did any of them call the police? No. Because they didn't know that there was any risk of anyone losing their fucking life. There were people slamming doors and bitching and yelling at each other. Like, but things happen. Yeah. And and the idea that bringing the police over, that's just going to invite a third person to your comp. I, I could just see how bad it would go. Like, because like, get the fuck out of my property. And then they go, oh, fuck you. And they shoot you. And it's just, you got to, involving the state should only be done as a last resort. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. And so... Th- to tie this back to what we were saying, it, it is illogical to me to continue to allow our freedoms to be, you know, I guess like taken away. Like I, so I watched a, a fucking, sorry, I'm like bouncing around. Um, I watched a press conference thing, you know, with uh, Justin Trudeau from Canada, right? And he was like saying how he's like, okay, well, you know, this uh, election that he's like uh, had been campaigning for, um, he's like, well, you know, what we have to do is we have to make sure that we are all playing on the same page and working towards getting, you know, getting through this COVID epidemic and that those that are doing the right things by getting vaccinated will get their freedoms back. It's like, do you understand how, like, illogical and fucking, you know, ridiculous that sounds? Like, Do what they say and they'll, and they'll let you and they'll set you free. That's your, what you say to your, hostages. Right, yeah. Your freedoms are not predicated on your obedience to some fucking authority that some has e- no... Edict. Yeah, it, it's just that, it, like, and, and people are like... Okay, sounds good. And it, I'm like, okay, all right, man. If that's how you want to live your lives, that's fine. Yeah, he called an early election. I got one more seat in the in the parliament there. Right. Waste of time. But yeah, he'll be in power in 2025. I think he's useless. But anyway, 
yeah, but then again, at least he doesn't have Alzheimer's. I tell you what, the guy does do a good blackface, though. Oh! Hey, all right, all right, all right. It's so funny because I was in Spain. Uh, while the importation of American culture is happening around the world, there's still nothing crazier than being ground zero here in the States. But, like, yeah, I mean, I, we were li- I literally turned on the television. I recorded a video. And <laughs> uh, what, Las Piratas de uh, Malasia, like the Pirates of Malaysia. I've actually met Malaysians. They they look more or less. I mean, obviously, there's also a Chinese minority there, but 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 they look like kind of like dark people from Trinidad or Belize. They have that kind of like brownish mixture to them because it is like a melting pot of a country. Sure, but you end up with this like dark, rich brown color. <laughs> These are all Spanish actors covered in brown face, <laughs> and I'm just laughing my fucking ass off because you look ridiculous. You look yeah. like, you look like people on the Pirates because you know what they do in Pirates of the Caribbean, like the rides at Disney World. Back in the day, they would just right. take a white doll, yeah. cover them in fucking like stained mud, yeah. mud and yeah. then and then like patch on some beard to them, like ta da! <laughs> it's just to me, it's, it's just fucking funny. And uh, but yeah, there's no like outrage over that. Of course, they got bigger problems. Maybe that's why. I, I do think a lot of the problems we have in the West are self-inflicted because at the end of the day, when you build a really nice society, what do you do next? You destroy it. Yeah. Well, here's the problem, right? So, and this is something that Eric Weinstein talks about, Brett's brother, right? He talks about the idea of ego, which is uh, an acronym for embedded growth obligations, where, like, now we've we've built this rich society that has no problems to speak of, but there has to be growth, right? Not necessarily, like, um, like uh, intellectual growth, but economic growth. And there's nowhere to go because we've already accomplished everything that we need to accomplish. And so what they do is they find problems. They manufacture them. Yeah, first you conquer all the land. Then you develop technology to maximize the land. Then you take other people's land. And then you destroy everything. Right. Because, because the growth pro- problem. Right. There's nowhere to go. That, like, how do you, how well, that's do you why, continue? And that's why when people got mad at people like going to the moon with billions of dollars, I'm like, you know, that's their money, right? Right. They, yeah, they're right literally, exactly. They're, like, you can think he looks like a human penis and a fucking moron with that cowboy hat. That dumbass that is laugh. advancing. Oh, my God. That guy is advancing. That's why I try to put him in a separate category, Elon Musk. But the point is, at the end of the day, they're all heroes because the, the American, since 1992, we've had a $150 billion line item in the, in the fucking spending bill to do the lunar colony in order to do the base in order to get to Mars. Right. And then Mars will then be our outpost to get out of this fucking yeah, this <laughs> solar hole. system. Which sucks because I really like this planet. <laughs> all, my, all, my best fr- all my best friends live on the Oith. Um, uh, and it gets vetoed every year. But now you got these people that are actually going to put their own money and build their own fucking lunar colony. And people are like, can you believe these rich people, instead of like giving money to us to, to spend at JoJo's, and they're, they're, they're going to the moon to build a lunar colony? I'm like, that's good. This is something that I fucking... Uh, bitched about I, I, two or three years ago when I got pushed back. I know, from I wouldn't some... go to the moon. If I had $150 billion, you would see me on a yacht surrounded by cocaine. No, you would never see me yeah, yeah, exactly. on that yacht. Yeah, the point is like, <laughs> the, that's what people don't understand. Like, they could just be coked up, but right. they're not. They're literally trying right. to better the human species. Yeah, this is a... Uh, they're, so, they're, they're, they're the astronauts of the 21st se- century. Se- several years ago, right, I, I, made, I made this post on Facebook and one of the guys who I actually respect a lot, like he has, he's always been like a um, a very, uh, let's say, honest interlocutor as far as like when we disagree. He's, I wouldn't call him he's a thinking. hardcore leftist, but he's like, you know, he's a smart guy. He's a lawyer. Um, and we got into it because I was like, Jeff Bezos has set up like a $3 billion fucking grant for like how to end homelessness, right? And fucking AOC or whatever fucking cunt. 
um, had like been like, well, you know, that should be, you know, democratically accountable. And I'm like, fuck you. Why that would is, I want? Why would I want it, the government? Yes, involved? to take their fucking like out a uh, pound of flesh. Well, you, like, you from, want you want the government to do their means testing for that? Right. So like ninety percent of it goes down the toilet and ten percent goes to fucking. And I'm like, trust? I'm like sitting here and I'm making the case for it, and he's arguing against it. I'm like, I I, I don't seem to think that we are like talking about the same thing here. It's like this, this is, is like a guy cent- Sorry, who could be fucking off. And what he's doing instead is saying, you know what? I'd let the- he could oh, literally build well, it. He could literally he, build it. Why art. does he pay income tax in this set and the other? Because your stupid fucking politicians can't get off their fucking ass to rewrite the tax code so that these types of guys don't have the opportunity to do that. Sure, that's a real progressive policy. People don't even understand. Like they have enough money that they could build an ark in the center of the fucking earth, not the center. Obviously, you melt. But you know what I'm saying? A mile down. And they could fucking write out whatever fucking calamities happen in the 21st century. Uh, fucking uh, uh, environmental degradation, uh, fucking nuclear war. And they could live out the rest of their lives. Of course, you're still going to die. It sucks. We live on planet Earth. We're mortal. But the point is they could do that, but they're not doing that. They're literally trying to help people. I mean, when fucking like, Elon Musk like, offers to give everybody free electricity, and then the government goes, you can't do that because... We have a lot of people on the dole. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, like it's like it's like oh let's uh let's start a fucking satellite internet company, right? Where it's like every single person we will have the planet, access. But that would come to the bottom line. It, it mm-hmm. just I like oh my god. No, the graft the graft is pretty intense. It, it just it's, and, it's and, fucking... and and COVID is one big grift. And the people who sit there and they they're like you know the funny thing is is that I love this like accusatory kind of like lobbing back and forth uh, where they'll say like like oh you know because you're uh, a libertarian an independent free thinker you know whatever like that just means that you're like uh, beholden to the billionaires that control the right wing or something like that it's like no maybe maybe those are the people that actually have done something with their fucking lives and don't want to see you know. Uh, 10, 20, 30%, whatever it is of their donations go to fucking subsidies that don't actually improve the health and well-being of the people that, you know, that serve them. You know, this is all political pandering. Like, why don't you just allow these people to, like, make the world a better place? And really what it comes down to is that, like, the vast majority of the entrenched power, like these fucking billionaire, like, fucking industrialists are just happy with the status quo and they don't want anything to change. Ugh, it's it's so frustrating. Um, like, like I said, I mean, I've said before previously, well, before previously, listen to me, I'm a fucking moron writing in fifth grade. Um, there are parts of the world that need to be more regulated. Parts of our economy that need to be more regulated. They're underregulated at the end of the day. And there are parts that are too overregulated. And the idea that I could par- possibly parse out the millions of things and the hundreds of millions of actors in the our, just our economy in this podcast, impossible. But we recognize that, and the problem is we're just not in our public policy isn't about solving problems. It's about preserving interests, and those interests usually are financially based. And everything. And if you want to know who's orchestrating events, look who's benefiting from them. Qui bono. Yeah. So because things don't happen by accident, trillions of dollars don't get transferred on accident. Yeah. I mean, it's this. This is we could have this conversation. A billion times over, right, about climate change and, 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 and the like, uh, whether you want to call it global warming or this or the other, whatever, it doesn't matter. But the point is, is that if you want to have a conversation about climate change and doing something about it, if nuclear power isn't the number one line item on that fucking agenda, yeah, stage three, we, stage four reactors, we are not having 
a reasonable conversation nobody, about Nobody it. wants to have the conversation. It, it, it's just all bullshit. It's, it's putting a 15-year-old Swedish girl up there crying. It's, it's, How it's, dare it's, you? It's doing IPCC panels. Uh, but then again, then you get like this 20-year-old kid out of fucking Florida who creates a machine that goes around and picks up all the plastic in the ocean in his fucking garage. Yeah. Just like all amazing things. Right. It's creating people's garage. And yeah, it's amazing that you can... It's just like it's like how does charity work? You know, when you what does effective altruism look like? Most of the time, people are just pissing money away. You know, you give money to an organization, ninety percent of it to the nine hundred one c three organization in order to not pay taxes, goes to administration costs. I give myself a million dollar salary a year. We have banquets, we have fucking things. Everyone feels good about themselves. Everyone gets their tax drops. Nothing actually gets done. Versus like giving people micro micro loans to lift themselves out of poverty, and then they don't have to burn fucking wood to stay warm in the winter. <laughs> right. You know. That actually works, but nobody's interested. Nobody's actually interested. I do take the cynical line, and I don't. He was not a libertarian. A fucking George Carlin, you know, not a libertarian. At the end of the day, that guy was a mainstream liberal and had some really fucking poignant things to say about fucking society. And yeah, he, he said like, you know, it's a big club, and you're not fucking in it. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it really is a shame though too, because like here's the thing: is that like that club could be big enough to have everybody in it, but the reality is, is that like these people enjoy like the stratification of society like for them like the it's not they, that's why they not, have to sorry that's why they have to not list andrew yang in debates right or like on the screen when the show like oh he's in third place Wait, yeah we can't or talk they about put that. him at the end of the line behind the fucking and they call him like, like john john wang or right. whatever the fuck they, you say andrew <laughs> yang. And like, yeah. but it's like because when you're actually proposing useful simple solutions that can help a lot of people Nobody wants to hear about it. Yeah, or people, even just like people even, want the bureaucratic apparatus. It's like, what about the because when you, as soon as you propose something, like, what about the votes? What about my donors? What about it's like, dude, is that all you give a shit about? Yeah. But that is that is the uh, that's the incentives that we have at play. Yeah, you know what's kind of interesting about that too, though, is that like, you know, not to say that like he's a perfect person or that no, like not. every policy fucking uh, that he's ever put forward has been you know a net good or like has worked out well. But that's the credit that I give to DeSantis, where like you know. I, I've seen a million hit pieces, right? And all of these hit pieces seem to have one thing in common, and that is that he doesn't listen to fucking people. He goes by his gut. He sits there, and whether he's right or he's wrong, he stands by his fucking word. And I think that's what, like, in, uh, endears him to the population is that, like, he's willing to fucking die by his own fucking sword. So, like, there was a, there was a, a couple of hit pieces that I saw, and this was a while back, and we may have mentioned this before on the podcast, but, like, you know, like... Beltway pundits, okay, had said about him, you know, he doesn't seem to take advice well. He doesn't have, like, you know, the uh, the typical, like, circle of advisors around him. Or if he does, he doesn't listen to him. And it's like, yeah, that's the best part about him is, like, I'm not asking, like, a fucking room full of fucking consultants to tell me what he should or shouldn't say or how his shoes should be scuffed or this, that, or the other. I'm asking him to make a gut reaction, and if he's wrong, to fucking own it, but also at the same time, like, do what's best for the, the, the electorate at large because that's why we put him there. Yeah, and, and again, the hypocrisy always shines through it. Is he the youngest governor ever elected or just the youngest governor of Florida? Either way, I mean, the guy became governor of 42. Yeah. And, um, and and how and, he got there might be a little suspect. I mean, he did definitely like kiss the ring, so to speak. Like he like made. Like, oh, a big, he was like, willing to suck Trump's dick to the top. Oh yeah, for uh, sure. And uh, but but the thing is, he's his own person. I mean, everyone everyone thought when he was getting elected, he was going to rule like some like, uh, well, how would you say like a right wing populist something like that? Sure. But he wasn't at all. I right. mean, the first thing he did, his first thing he did when he got to power, when he started like like fucking like cutting checks, was okay, fire everyone on the waterboard 
uh, our water quality sucks. Water's really important. I'm doing that. Also, teacher, $38,000 a year. Now it's $50,000 a year starting. Like, wow, that doesn't sound like, like the right-wing like bag of goodies that I heard that was going to be coming down the way. Yeah. You know? So, no, I, look, again, my, my politics are still, like, I'm going to vote for DeSantis in 20, 2022 when he, sorry, 2024 when he runs for president because I think that's inevitable. Yeah. But we'll, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I hope Trump doesn't fuck it up and throw his hat in the ring. Yeah. I hope he stands, stays out. Uh, yeah, the last thing we need but is again, another septuagenarian fucking going for it. Yeah, I don't need, I don't need old, I don't need all old people with, I mean, again, think about. I don't need people with more than a hundred million dollars running for president at the end of the day, unless their name is Elon Musk. I mean, like, I mean, unless you're truly not a politician, you know. And even then, like, I think Elon Musk is actually more effective in the field, building things and innovating. I don't need him being a politician because yeah, he's dealing really good with at what the bureaucratic bullshit. Are yeah, you kidding me? Like, yeah. listen, I don't think that there's a real chance that in our lifetimes we're actually going to see us get off this planet or be able to like you know create a sustainable colony elsewhere i'd love to i mean but again if if i as a betting man as a fucking i think we get the mars colony before i die but it won't be like self-sustaining it requires investments from earth yeah that's what i'm saying though it's like i don't think that's going to happen but if 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 it's going to happen it's going to be on the back of someone like him and i don't want him mired in all this fucking like fucking bullshit for lack of a better word, that we're fucking that yeah. we're dealing with. No, on, for sure. On like, I much rather, despite the, the like, I'm gonna probably get flack for this for just being like sucking everybody's dick. But um, Listen, I much rather, I much rather dicks, have. Okay. I much rather have. If you're gonna, if you're into like the political game, I much rather see someone like even Ben Shapiro run for president than watch someone like Elon Musk. Even though I like Elon Musk a lot more because Elon Musk is doing something. He's actually building things. Why well, I am very impressed by Mr. Shapiro's ability to create the world's most popular. Uh, media company right. really has more viewers than Fox. Like uh, yeah. that's all very impressive. But he's a political operator. So right. if he wants to go do that, go ahead, go get involved in fucking politics. Like go to the next yeah, level. Do that. Do that. Do that. But like, but like people that are in the private sector, like the proper private sector, I should say, people who build things, uh, yeah, create value. Create value. Yeah. As opposed to like, <laughs> well, whatever. The point is like, uh, I get it. Yeah, yeah. I want to see. I want to. I want to see that. And that's why I like the Andrew Yang so much. I mean, again, like. A real businessman, not Trump, uh, you know, and uh, right. <laughs> and like a self-made man who made, by the way, made money with, you know, what, an education company that he sold? Yeah. Or, you know, this is going back to the whole Jeff Bezos thing. Like, I remember the, I remember I, I, sh- I shared a thing where it's like, look, defending billionaires honor may seem like a weird fucking hill to die on. Right. But this guy got literally became wealthy by selling books for cheaper than corporations. You know, that. Like, what do you hate him for? Because he was able to sell books for cheaper. Well, he, this yeah. this this is exactly what I was thinking when you said that, right? About Andrew Yang is that like I that guy? Uh, what's his name? Fucking uh, the Khan Academy guy, right? This is another yeah. dude who like, I mean, he, no, incredible. He very reasonably could be uh, a nominee for a major party. You know, not necessarily the one that I would support. But no, the I fact wouldn't. of the matter is, <laughs> is that like, you know, this is he's doing. All the things that we want. He from made the people. he made a difference, right? Which is what I care about. Yeah. I care about authenticity. I care about making a difference. I care about real capability of like uh, like uh, being disciplined enough to truly think about things critically and to decide like through like cost benefit analysis, like what is the best path forward. Well, fucking um, another guy is uh, his name's Austin Allred. He's the guy who uh, created um, shit. Now the name escapes me, but it basically is like a. Uh, 
like a coding school, right? But like it's financed entirely in house. Um, they so have not, these not like Code Academy. Or is no, it no, 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 no. Um, but it's like uh, he has these things called like um, ISAs, I guess, which are like if you can't afford to pay the tuition, which is actually pretty nominal, all things considered. So it's like a ten-month program where you attend every week online. Uh, they teach you how to code. They have ridiculous like numbers as far as like job placement. I think 80% of their graduates make more than $100,000 a year uh, within their first two years of being out of school. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's like, it's like in people that have been able to, like, implement real solutions that help people that are, like, for other, you know, for all intents and purposes, not going anywhere in their lives uh, and do so in a way that, you know, fits the zeitgeist, you know, that fits, like, our current, like, state of affairs. Like, that's... That is more valuable to me than somebody who can like step up to a microphone and be like, "Well, oh, uh, you know, faith and politics and stuff." So, like, I want I, I want don't res- apologize yeah. for America, no, yeah. and, and then the opposite: America's bad. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, <laughs> right. Which is what you get. It's like one thing or the other. I mean, like, it really is just. <clears throat> it's very. It's very. You know, here's the thing, though, and and I will say one thing is that like. It's not necessarily that those people don't exist that would throw their hat in the ring to try to improve society, but that the corporate media does such a phenomenal job of making those people well, they want their un- managerial candidates. unelectable that they will sit there and they will absolutely destroy that person before they have a reasonable chance. And it doesn't matter what you can say. It just matters what the soundbite is when you know they say... Well, you know, remember that time you got a fucking DUI or whatever? Like this is, sorry, all right. Oh, is that coming? Is that from coming from? Close so to this home? is no. Th- so no. The the problem, like what I'm personally thinking of, is like fucking Beto, right? Like Beto, fucking whatever, who ran against uh, Ted Cruz yeah, and Beto also O'Rourke. ran for. Right, thank you. Uh, I'm sorry. Robert Francis O'Rourke is his proper name. By Wait, the way, that Irish Mexican guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like this fucking dude, right? Okay, who said that he got too drunk to drive one time and he, like, fucking slept in his car and got a DUI. No, that's not fucking true. Like, he Dude. jumped over a median, ran into another car. Those oh, people wow. didn't want to... Oh, I had wanna, no idea about any yeah, of this. that didn't want to press charges because his father was a fucking judge in the Texas fucking uh, appellate court. So, they run cover for this dude and they act like he's the fucking messiah, Okay. Yeah, because they wanted that young, charismatic, like Obama two point and they realized he can't actually get it done. Yeah, or think. Um, no, the guy's it, a moron. Yeah. So, but but here's the thing: is that like you fucking like put that guy up. He's like, well, shit, I ain't got anything else. And like, you know, not only that, he also used to be a part of like a hacking collective, like in his youth. Yeah, and then a and, shitty rock band, everything. Right. So like, you know, the 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 way that like the media chooses to canonize like one particular like. Person well, versus that's what another. We saw, that's what we saw with the with the Cuomo like conundrum. Remember, a year ago, people were Nate late night host. I'm a Cuomo sexual. Yeah, he's fucking. Oh my god. Which, by the Are, way, hilarious. That like I understand the joke because I'm a linguist and I can appreciate fucking good puns. Yeah, but like they were saying I'm a Cuomo sexual, which in, which is riffing off homosexual. No one like ever says like, oh, well, that could be possibly problematic because right. of X, Y, and Z. Yeah. No, no so, shit. So, so they do all that, and then and then like. And then when they were done, when he was done being useful, they fucking washed him out. And they said, "Okay, let's, uh, you know, okay, here, here are the people. By the way, you know, for the record, Yo, how much coverage has fucking Chris Cuomo's sexual harassment allegation gotten? Well, 
I don't know because I don't watch TV. Yeah, okay, me either. But I still fucking you know I'm yeah, on the Twitter. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Now he's under fire too. Yeah, and like, but like for the record, the apple don't fall too far from the other apples that fell far from the tree. <laughs> but like, uh, but again, I don't like if you wanted to resign, you should have resigned for 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 being a shitty a shitty interlocutor in like in, in like presenting the information on your brother the brother's case while at the same time back channeling with him on strategy right uh and like while being a proponent of cancer culture yourself then say don't follow this cancer culture bullshit like they're all hacks yeah well mm. it just, that's what i'm saying though is that like there is Cuo- there is Cuomo, there is big, we- big cuomo shouldn't have resigned sorry big cuomo shouldn't resign uh for 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 from what i can tell basically being a pig certainly not anything that I would say broke the well, law. Well, hang on a second. He's not a pig. He's Italian. I'm saying, sure. <laughs> they, they, they're very handsy. I'm saying, but he didn't do anything that was, and like like the one, like the couple of remarks, oh, it's a really big sausage. Like, yeah, it's called a joke, bitch. Yeah. Yeah, it's called a joke in poor taste. Maybe. Like, was, if you laughed and everyone else at that table, that's it. It's a joke. It's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> and if nobody laughed, it's a bad joke, but it's still a joke. Like, he's not a fucking rapist. Yeah. Anyway, so, but no, he should resign for for lying and killing all those old Killing, all, yeah, indirectly fucking, all those old people by, by, like by nineteen thousand or something like that. Like not necessarily that 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 lying is about that, numbers and forcing people to be accepted into the old people's homes again. Everyone else is old affected. Yeah, these these are fucking these are these are not. That's fine. These are these are not people. I just want to see your face. Um, these are not people that should be given any any authority over anybody else like in their sphere like that's fine like if if that's the way you make money that's okay but like bestowing upon them any honor for what they do is a fucking mistake because they are irresponsible and fucking unfit i mean it just it just so happens that like i don't know fucking 80 to 90 percent of these fucking people are not like neutral arbiters of anything and you know people used to like wax nostalgic about like you know the fucking oh well when Wa- you know Walter Cronkite. Cronkite and like that fucking era, but like the fact of the matter is is that even Walter Cronkite had a fucking agenda. He had a bent. Yeah, you know sure. I mean the, again the but, corporate- he, but he presented information stone cold right. with no emotion. But the corporate press has always always found a way to influence public opinion. Well, and it's, it's an institution. Fucking- and what do institutions do? They get they get infiltrated by by people, and in this case from the Frankfurt School and. Uh, <laughs> And yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, you know, right after the Nazis kicked out all these communists out of out of Germany, right before they killed everyone else, yeah. they fucking, uh, you know, what do those people do? They set up the shop in New York City, like the Frankfurt School moved its headquarters in New York City, and they infiltrate all these. Or uh, just the same thing with the uh, the project out of the Middle East when when uh, the Muslim Brotherhood said like, no, you have to. I mean, it's, it's funny too. Like, you, people need to be spoon fed this crap through like Marvel films with their own like right. Where they oh paper it over god. and they go like, oh, oh my god, like, we figure, we, like with like the. The oh my God, Winter Soldier movie where they're like, oh, we realize if you try to take everyone's freedom at once, they fight back. But if you infiltrate their 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 institutions and make them feel yeah. like it's the right thing to do, yeah. then they'll do quietly it. Quietly saying the fucking wait, wait, that doesn't make sense. Saying the quiet part out loud, but just like very, very like you know, cautiously through like this like very, very nice character arc. It's it yeah, uh, we're fucked. That's it. Drink to that. You know, I was thinking about. It, I was like, man, we've been riffing on this for a while, and like. There's just no escaping it. And what practical advice I would give to people is like, while the while the game is shifting very quickly, some of the old rules still apply. You should do whatever you have to do to lock in a piece of property because if you stay in the rent game, you're gonna get left behind. Or you have to move someplace far away. Um, it still matters to be wealthy. It still matters to uh, to secure your position. Um, it's just a lot harder now, as if it was easy before, but it's even harder now. 
But yeah, I still think people should try to lock in a piece of property. I think you should get the shittiest home in the nicest neighborhood. Uh, and if it's a fixer-upper, guess what? Maybe you'll have to watch YouTube videos do it yourself, or you'll have to, right? Or you have to live in a place. I mean, my my first a little place sweat like, equity, baby. My place, yeah, my place looked like a fucking grenade went off in it for two years before I got a wife who then forced me to remodel it. You know, <laughs> so like guys live like this and think it's totally mm-hmm. acceptable. Like, yeah, my dog no was shit on the carpet. I would just cut off a square out of the carpet and throw it out the window. But uh, no, so those things still matter. And uh, of course, if you if you are going to be an, uh, uh, an elite professional. For sure, you still have to go to university, like despite how like fucking ridiculous the process is and how little you learn in the undergrad and how much they try to inculcate you with these bullshit anti-values, I would say. You still have to go to those types of institutions. But I would also say you're much better off becoming a plumber in 12 months, a master plumber and making $150,000 a year. Yeah. You know, versus getting your master's degree in education and making sixty grand a year and right. being pissed at, oh wow, I just bought into a bureaucracy that doesn't give a shit about anything. That was another unbelievable article in the New Yorker, like a couple of months ago, that was talking about some woman who is a, uh, she's a public school teacher, and she's like, I have two master's degrees, this, that, and the other, blah blah. blah. I've been working for twenty years in the education system, and uh, I have to work as a Uber driver to try to, you know, make ends meet. And it's like, yeah, maybe there's an incentive problem here. Like, you know, you're not necessarily, like, you know, working... Well, basic economics comes back into play. Like, you only get paid for two things. Things you can do that no one else can do, and things that you're willing to do that no one else is willing to do. That's why if you could do both those things... That's why when you're, like, a, you're an open-heart surgeon, you're a badass cardiologist, you get paid a shit ton of money. Because, one, everyone knows you have to go through a lot of money to fucking get that education. It's really hard to do your job. And most people aren't willing to do it. They're right. not willing to get educated, and they don't have the physical ability to actually do the fucking task yeah, exactly um you don't have the steady hands or then, the and technology then, and, then, and then with those two individuals i'll just think about it openly real quick um most people don't want to be a garbage man because it's smelly and people look down on garbage men oh sorry garbage people <laughs> anyway so um so yeah that's why they make 70 to 100 thousand dollars a year yeah, with guaranteed eight percent eight percent eight percent wage increases a year yeah it's a great union job yeah it's great you can't fire these fucking people <laughs> and, and and nor should you because i think they do a decent job at the end of the day of, like pick up the trash right. sure sure <laughs> i mean I, the I, trash I just... is gone every time I, I fill up that trash can with all kinds of things you're not supposed to put in the trash can <laughs> and it's always gone <laughs> so so there's that and then so that's things people don't want to do and then and then yeah and then and then things that things that you can do that most people can't again i mean that's why plumbers make a lot of money because I'm not, I can't fix the pipe. The pipe Dude, is exploding. The toilet is shooting shit into the air. I don't. I can't stop it. All I can do is go inside my house and turn off the water valve, and that's going to lead to another problem pretty soon thereafter. Like, where do I shit? Yeah. So, so that's it. And like, but again, the, most of the population is economically literate, just like we are civically retarded. Yeah, that's why we don't vote, and that's why when we do vote. We do stupid shit. I actually had this conversation earlier today with a guy who does do that kind of shit, right? Where like, not necessarily in that context, but like, I was like, hey, man, like. You know, I always look to you for these types of things because not only is it something that I uh, don't know how to do, but it's also something that I'm not willing to do because the payoff of the amount of time I spend is not going to be commensurate with my the value I receive from it. So what I'd like to do is I'd like to have you come do it, make sure it's done right, and then be done with it. And that's great. And that's, that is the true value Just of Just got fucking- a new roof on my patio. It's $2,000 in materials, $2,000 in labor. To me, I thought like it was great because... I was willing to save that money. I paid the guy. It was done in less than a week, and it looks great. And I'm, yeah. my, and I have, I'm getting. It does look great. I'm going to get a lot more than two thousand, two or four thousand dollars in value in my life 
for the rest of my time in this right. house. Could you imagine like, doing that yourself? Are you no, fucking I have, no, kidding I don't me? have the skills. I'm, yeah. I'm an idiot. I can barely swing a hammer. <laughs> I can literally only work on one thing, coin pushers. <laughs> yeah. and, and I have a minor in like crane machines. Specialization <laughs> of labor, my friend. No, for sure. I mean, you have to, people do need to specialize. And um, unless you're going to be a handyman, jack of all trades doesn't really cut in this war for most things. Yeah, well, so, well the rest of that quote is what? Spe- uh, jack of all trades, king of none. Yeah, master So, none, you know, yeah. right. So... So I do think we still need to – there is still old wisdom that is useful for the general population. It's like, for example, when I tell people you should probably get off social media, it has nothing to do with that documentary on oh, Netflix. The social dilemma no, or whatever. Any of that crap. I haven't watched that is, still. Anyone who gets off social media, including the rich people that have no problem doing it because they know that all their followers will be there when they get back after a month of like hiatus in August, you feel refreshed. I mean I get banned a lot. And while that could be frustrating, as soon as I get banned, I just delete the app off my phone and I block the page on my desktop. I don't check. I spend more time doing other things I give a shit about, whether it's reading books, playing video games, spending time with my daughter, whatever it is, it's more productive than shit posting on Facebook and arguing with strangers on the internet. Yeah. And so, you know, now the reason I feel a certain way about it is unfortunately or fortunately, I've traveled a lot because of my privileged life that I've worked hard for. Uh, I have friends from around the world. I was I got banned three days into my like three week vacation to Spain, but before that I had posted, "Oh, I'm in Barcelona." And my friend from Brazil, who I met twelve years ago on a cruise ship and saw seven years ago at my house in Royal Palm, he goes, "Hey, you're in Barcelona?" Facebook Messenger. And he goes, "I'm like, yeah, let's meet up at the end of the trip." And we did, and it was fucking badass. Even after I got banned from Facebook, uh, you know. So that part is hard for me to give up. But I'm of the position that most of my friends and most people I know. Do not travel the world, given that only one-third of Americans have a passport, and they don't have friends from around the world that they even keep in touch with. So what do you really have to lose by deleting Facebook? Like, you're not going to know when your friend announces their pregnancy or their or their, or their engagement thing? Guess what? You have to learn the old-fashioned way when you call them. Your really core group of friends, you're going to need to keep in touch with the old-fashioned way by calling them, texting them, really trying to reach out to them. Like, passively being a friend through social media is not worth the cost it does to our democracy and our society. And so I hope more people eventually join in on that. Now, am I saying I'm not going to reactivate my Facebook when my band's up? No, I will reactivate because, again, I want to reach out to both the people here for those bullshit reasons and my friends abroad. But I realize the price the price I pay. Yeah. Uh, I had a psychopath try to cancel me in real life. That's where my most recent <laughs> band is, is from. So awesome. some, some guy, Some guy tried to buy a machine from me. Uh... And I saw many machines without incident <laughs> on social media. This guy tried to buy a machine. I said, this is the cost. And he goes, fuck you. And I go, okay. So then, I, of course, I go on his Facebook page. I photocopy, I copy a picture of him and his wife, who's a pretty Hispanic girl. And I post it through the messenger. And I go, like, like well, sorry, we don't serve people who fuck pigs or niggers or faggots. Something like that. Like, clearly shit posting. His wife is hot. He is white. And this is all bullshit. And... <laughs> he pursued to. He tried to dox me. He googled. Yeah. He googled my shit. I know he. he c- <laughs> I'm just dying. Sorry. He called my family members. Called my mom, who of course laughed and hung up the phone. <laughs> and then he called my dad, who like shit the bed as if people are gonna stop renting in downtown yeah, because right. because his son's a bigot, allegedly or some crap. And uh, and they started calling my friends. Like it was all ridiculous. And they posted a, a, a Facebook group called West Palm Be- Roll Palm Beach Speaks, which is linked to West Palm Beach Channel Five News, and fucking uh. 
And yeah, I mean, I had like random friends, including like uh, some of my gay friends and black friends, call me like, "Alex, what the fuck is this? Are you a Nazi?" I'm like, "No, I'm a shithead who's like yeah. to fuck with somebody." I'm yeah. like, "Here's the full conversation." And then, of course, all my friends are cool with me because they know who I am. Right? They're like, you know, yeah, I hate you. That's why I invite oh, you over for dinner once a week and we have drinks. Yeah. Like, idiots. Dude, so it's fantastic. So yeah, I mean, it's just it's is it worth the cost? And you know what? I'm getting to a point where even when I think about my good friend from Brazil and like like the two dozen other friends I have around the world. I may be willing to sacrifice those friendships, not willingly, but I just know, like, am I going to write them emails? No. And can I call them? No. I could do WhatsApp, but not everyone has it. So the point is, like, yeah, I, it might be willing just to sacrifice that level of connectivity to actually feel really connected to your community. Yeah. Like, when you don't have social media, you know what you have to do? You talk to the person next to you when you're sitting on a bench. You're yeah. not looking at your phone on Facebook scrolling. When you, don't have face, when you don't have social media, you're talking to people that you meet and businesses. You're, you're, going, you're putting yourself out there. I talked to people at the park. I made a new friend from Uruguay. It's his third time moving illegally to America in the last five years in order to get treatment for his fucking sick son. Like, you know, you make real connections right. when you're... Yeah, I made, in real life. I made an agreement with myself a long time ago, which was like, you know, I don't and I know this doesn't necessarily play well with a lot of people. But like, you know, when someone has like a birthday, for example, and it shows up on Facebook, if this isn't a person that like I have their number in my phone, not even necessarily birthday. someone that I don't regularly communicate with. But just if I don't have their number on my phone, I'm like, OK, well, great birthday for you. But we're obviously not that close that we don't stay in some sort of contact over the time and you know i'll send messages to like random numbers and they'll like it's not even that person's number if anymore. the only comment you brighten that person's page every year is happy birthday guess what you're not friends anymore. you're not friends right so yeah, you're like, acquaintances yeah so i don't i, I don't worry about that shit i'm just like okay you know what this is how i'm gonna fucking run shit because you know i mean i don't even know like how many friends friends i have on facebook or whatever but like the fact of the matter is if we don't write like interact at all enough to be able to like have some sort of interaction outside of this false fucking like ecosystem i got nothing for you man like i don't know what to do but i will reach out to the people that i care about of course and then uh, apologize if i miss something so i think i have like 1200 friends on facebook guess what it's physically impossible to have 1200 friends (laughs) you literally imagine if you called each one of them for one minute a day you wouldn't have enough time in the day that's how many friends 1200 friends is so you don't actually have 1200 friends right you have a social group of people who you have for whatever reason tangential interactions to. with yeah. and then like connections to and at first it was a very exciting place just like twitter and 4chan for sure that you could you could it was a real like free speech initiative i, I remember the fucking onset of facebook and it actually was like a, a certain thing where it was like a status symbol where people were like you would sit there and you'd be like oh well now i'm up to 550 friends and this that and the other yeah. and you're like okay yeah that's cool it's like how often do you see these fucking people though? Now it's become it's 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 been so degraded to where it's like this like like of That's why you have the hot girl, random person, like even when they're not scammers, they're just trying like they're spamming everybody, like anyone you might know to be their friend because they want to have ten thousand followers so they can start getting paid for posting advertisements on their Facebook. Exactly. That's exactly thank you. Yeah. You took the words right out of my No, I mean it's total crap. And yeah, I mean I've I'm it's certainly not going to let my children because, like, I, I really don't think that that was the original intention. I really do think that, no, like, no, they, there was... they, they, like, most things, they created a golem. They didn't realize it, but the what we have grows beyond us, and that's the fate of all masters, as Yoda said. And uh, yeah, no, they lost control, and then they and then they drink the and then the worst, they drink the Kool Aid. Had, had had if these people didn't drink the Kool Aid, it would have been something else. But then it's like funny, like even like the response just like, shows their hand. Oh. 
we created new version, new bullshit fucking bylaws. So now everyone's banned, even though we're being non-taxed because we're a public forum. Even though we're not a public forum, we're really curators of content, as we've discussed in previous podcasts. Okay, well, I'm going to create my alternative website called Fuck Facebook. I'll say whatever fucking goddamn disgusting thing I want. No, you can't because you've been delisted from all app downloading websites. Okay, so we don't actually live in an open society. Right. And I don't actually have an alternative. Oh, why don't you go somewhere? I love this whole thing. Like, it belongs yeah. in a museum. Okay, we moved to the museum. Get out of the museum. This is disgusting. Oh, oh, uh, go to another, Go to your own social media website. I want to. You can't. So, no, the, the game is fucking rigged. We are creating the, the capture of these institutions and these, like, behemoths in our society is, is unreal. And so people are either, the people that can get out are either unplugging or they're playing it really safe and they're being silent. And um, to me. Which is that the worst thing for society, right? Because, sure. like. You know, like no, because you create silent majorities. Silent majorities can create really crazy things. Exactly right. So, like, you need people who are willing to dissent, right? Like the fucking anybody who can ban <laughs> the president, Copernicus. Okay, Any, yeah, sure, sure. The guy who is right, but, the, but anyone, who, yeah, for sure. I think that's like a very like old, really good analogy. But the fact that the previous president of the United States is banned from social media while while sitting, right? While like the president. Of Hamas is not. I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. The Iranian prime minister. I'm, I'm, yeah, you call them that. Ayatollah of Iran can. So, no, I'm sorry. They are hypocrites. They are full of shit. Uh, yeah, I don't stand by it, and I'm pretty happy to be removed from it in many respects. And if that means I get to miss people going out to JoJo's on a Friday night every now and then, or I don't get to see my friend from Brazil again, well, in tough shit. Shout out to you, Pietro. You know, the interesting thing, though, is that I think that most people are kind of feeling that fatigue, you know, in the same way that you are or expressing, you know, Um, not to say that you're like uh, wanting for it or whatever, but like they are. I'm a social person. I like to connect with people, Uh, but but it's not worth it if it comes to the cost of like my own personal anguish from like people piling on or like a, a social media company banning me and like literally accusing me. Of like the worst depravities and moral torpitude that the human race has to offer. Yeah. Well, this is what I'm saying though is that I think that even people that aren't willing to like you know step over the line, so to speak, excuse me, like you are, are actually feeling the same fatigue where they're just like you know honestly like I'm gonna find another route, which is why like so the men so, going their own way, dude. I've been on I've, I've been on Telegram right like yeah anybody who's like my good friend that I communicate that's why I traffic uranium <laughs> has been <laughs> has been communicating regularly with me uh, knows that I only have conversations over that because of how like you know yeah, even you, just even just speech monitoring at the end of the day you're a fucking you're a public engineer and you could lose a lot of money and your daughter could suffer immensely for it even though she's innocent because nobody actually cares about people Right. So and, you, and like the amount of people that have moved over to a platform like that like or even like now like you know they say like oh WhatsApp is like end to end encrypted but even a lot of people that I know that used to use it are still like, you know, what the fuck? Like, what's going on here? Like, it seems like <clears throat> for all the uh, guarantees that they've offered that they're not necessarily living up to their end. Um, you know, it's it's like the, the group chats and things like that. People that I never saw would move over to that. Like, why would you do that? And it's not because they're like, I you know. I would love for they, AOL to come back. It's I really not, miss, it's not like they have like messenger. South American contacts or something like that where yeah, it's sure. like WhatsApp was valuable for where it was sure. like, oh, yeah. In this the Middle is East a, as well to right. get around the censors. Sure. Uh, it's just people are, are generally fed up with the idea that like, it's you know, you're working. constantly being monitored. It's not working. It You know, we've created urban isolationism. In a world where we should be more connected than ever, 
we've we've created more silos in our society and look it just doesn't work and if you want to play the game because you you know you're a dentist or you have like a, a fucking you know some sort of public face of a company or something like that i understand i understand why you want right, to maintain that presence i get it there's trade-offs yeah there's trade-offs but like luckily because i'm in the vending business none of my customers care and it doesn't affect my bottom line and the truth is this is a hard thing to say to people because i was i really do love my friends i think of them as important people in my life that that give me some aspect of happiness oh, here we and go. purpose do it no no, no, I'm no, saying no, 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 and I'm saying like, but the truth is like, I'm a no, I don't know what you think I was saying, but I'm saying like, I'm a father, I have my own life now, and like, I don't give a shit what the fuck you're doing, <laughs> yes, and like, and like, I don't get, and like, and like, I don't care, like, if you want to like put five thousand photos of your daughter, that's interesting, I'll look at her, yeah. very pretty, it's nice, yeah, but you're really just giving up, you're giving up your own privacy, and you're trafficking in the image of your loved ones, right, for social gain. No, maybe you're doing it unintentionally. Right. But we have personal messenger. You can just send your friends. You can create a group chat. I have a group chat with like 10 of the guys. And I have a group chat with my family and a group chat with some of my other contacts. And we share things on there that to keep it personal and stuff like that. But it's just it doesn't matter. I, I'm i in my own place. It's like people don't understand that. Like, they're like, oh, you know, man, this the same people will sit across from me and be like, oh, my God, this country's fucking horrible. What the fuck's going on? And they're not leftists these are like people on the right like wow right. what the fuck's really going on i'm like like yeah i'm thinking about packing it in and taking my million dollars and going to panama or portugal and just literally being freer than i am here which is fucked up and then and then they go what the fuck are you doing you're leaving us behind I'm like bro my loyalty number one is to my daughter yeah then my wife then my family and then my close friends like you you're like you're like level number four of the valence electrons <laughs> in my life. Okay. So like I, I look I wanna be there for you, but like I have my own priorities and like I I'm not a career oriented person who's stuck in a system in a rat right, race. Right, like, right. Yeah, I have exactly. to do I have You're to not do climbing what, a ladder. I have to do what yeah, I have to yeah. I have to do what I think is right. Yeah. And I if you don't understand it, I understand that, especially when you don't have children. Right. Because it's really easy to stick around when you're when you're when you don't have someone more important than yourself to, to serve. It's easy mm. to be altruistic when the altruism doesn't necessarily uh, disaffect any – sorry, we had a little interruption. Yeah, uh, baby. It's, mm. it's easy to be altruistic when the altruism that you know, you're working towards only affects you. But the fact of the matter is, is that like there's going to be disproportionately negative outcomes for most people that sit there and argue in that direction – um. Shit, I lost my train of thought. Fuck. God that happens. It. Sorry. When you're sitting there smoking and drinking, it happens all the time. God, God damn it. Um. I had a really good one too. I had oh, fair a enough. I'll just riff, and then we'll see if it comes back. And if not, we'll bounce out to something else. But. God there, damn it. You know. The truth is, while I can sympathize with your interests and your struggles in your life, you know, you're trying to get a family. You're trying to get married. You're trying to have children. You're trying to be financially stable well i'm already there so i have to think about what's best for me and my family and it's not yeah the calculus isn't complicated yeah it's it's just it's a different it's a different position and there are trade-offs like you said like if i'm in panama city tomorrow i got a beautiful view and i got dollar beers but i don't have my friend andrew Dady sitting across from me to enjoy them with and that hurts and that's tough but there are but i have to think about what what i have right like And 
I, I really think I think you know I really I really hope one of the consequences of this pandemic or plandemic as I would say is that people really take a look hard look at themselves and ask themselves the big question like who are you and what do you want out of your life because guess what your fellow man and your government doesn't give a shit about you yeah nor should they really no no, mean, no no nor should yeah. they but like but but there's this game where as if they did yeah. You know, as if everyone has your own best interests out for you, and yeah, they do which, not. Right, which is why I've said about the the mass slipping, yeah. where it's like, I mean, it's it's the best and the worst case scenario, where it's like, hey, you know, never have we been so connected as far as like anyone you know, who's willing to mask your daughter to protect their grandmother isn't your fucking friend. No, right? They're a selfish cunt. Ah, oh my god! And you know, honestly, scream that from the mountaintops because here's yeah. the thing: is that like, you know. With all due respect, like, I mean, the the most important takeaway that I've ever had from people that are, have been my senior, right, let's say, are that, you know, all of all of the experiences and all of the, the, the time and effort that they put into their lives have been for one goal, and that goal is to get the most out of the short time that we have here, right? And they have gotten that time. And so to think that we would sit here and we would trade one ounce of fucking freedom and authentic experience for for children right the people who are the most vulnerable of our most most vulnerable meaning like can't fend for themselves not vulnerable to covid for one pound of keeping those people around is just a ludicrous fucking trade-off i mean this is like i would i would trade anything to make sure that there was the most potentially positive outcome for my daughter than just being around. I've been told my whole life by politicians because it's a really good throwaway line when there's no chips on the table. Children are our future. There's something more important than our children. The children are the most important thing in the world. And then what did they do as soon as they fucking got scared that they might die? They fucking said, fuck the children. What a fucking Fuck the children. Fuck their education. Fuck their freedom. Fuck their financial future. Fuck the solvency of their currency. Fuck fuck the constitution that protects them. Fuck their ability to travel. Fuck their ability to go play on a playground. I mean, I I still remember watching caution tape on the fucking playground in my neighborhood for three months. Dude, they put sand into a skate park. park. Okay? Fuck these people. Fuck everything they stand for. Don't let these people fucking and don't be you. surprised if you end up with something really bad. Yeah, I, again, I this is this right, is right. literally the text of my fucking. I'm <laughs> like these these risks, like the, what we're doing right now, the harms that we're doing are incalculable. No, it's like, gonna take a generation to really see them out. And it's 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 just it is it is inexcusable. It is inexcusable not to at least even and of course, acknowledge. There's, there's, always, there's always a latency period between harm and result. You put chemicals in the environment, it takes 20 years later to see all the fucking right, retards exactly. and cancer. Yeah, nobody if died you, tomorrow if you from fucking, fucking... If you divorce a bunch of people and starve kids of social uh, social interaction fucking uh, in education, it takes a generation to see all the fucked up people that are going to be on this planet Earth. You know, so... I remember, I remember a year and a half ago when people were fucking complaining about incels and how they like might potentially like do violence to like, you know prostitutes or something like I, that was like the fucking thing and then when Fauci goes out there and be like don't have sex with randos <laughs> oh my <laughs> like, god like, are you kidding me yeah. like uh, how how is it possible that you could talk so clearly out of both sides of I your mouth imagine being so privileged thinking that everyone's getting laid all the time that they could just like <laughs> oh you know I gotta really pump the brakes on my awesome sex life dude I f- <laughs> dude it kills me it really does I'm, I, I, I sit here and I'm just like I, what are we doing like I, I'm lost in the world. Like I, I, 
there's there is no one else. Well, out I know there. we're doing. We're hoarding wealth and like thinking about our next move. But what is everyone? What is what is society doing as a whole? Oh, well, spinning their wheels. Oh, I mean, we. Wait, yeah, I know, I know, I know. I know you. I know you meant the uh, exclusive we, the inclusive we. But yeah, I mean, it's it's fucking nuts. Uh, it's it's just unbelievable, and I I think about it all the time. Yeah, I I know. It, because, it, it, because honestly, at the end of the day, I have, I have even more time to think to myself. Because at the end of the day, there are COVID restrictions. Even the free state of Florida, it's not the same as it was before the pandemic. Uh, uh, the yeah, the, there are these COVID restrictions. I am banned off social media for thought crime and heterodox views and trolling. <laughs> and you know, I wouldn't want to be alone in your head. That's for damn no, sure. For, for sure. Uh, but I will say this. The things that keep you sane and keep you motivated in the worst of times are the things that are eternal. Family. Uh, faith, if you have that. or But faith isn't just faith in God. It's also faith in yourself. Faith in the process. Faith in your ability to affect positive change in those around you and yourself. Uh, and ideas. At the end of the day, I, I try to... But that's the only thing I always try to tell people. Like, you know, if I ever move to another country for like a real... A bigger stay than a year... It's not because I hate America. It's because I love America. And just like when, like when, when Troy's burning, and you give the sword, and you say, "Go found fucking Rome," like, like that's a real thing. Like the the Translatian Perry, like fucking, like America is an idea. At the end of the day, we are not a fucking people in the traditional sense. It's not a nation state. You know, there are Americans aren't people from Malawi. It's not like when you go to like Malawi, Africa. Like everyone from Malawi is Malawi. Yeah. No. People from America are from all around the world, whether right. they're here yeah, the or, or, their pa- or their grandparents or great-grandparents. Give us, you're poor, you're tired, yeah, yeah. you're sick. We, we are an idea, and that idea is crystallized in the Constitution. A really good, but albeit not a perfect document. And while I do think at this point, because I have no faith in the institution, that we should call a constitutional convention and do what we got to do to get that document up and running to, to, to deal with the problems that we've self-inflicted and the ones that are coming down the pipeline, whether it's AI or, or cataclysmic environmental degradation, you know, America's an idea, and that idea goes with me. Uh, you know, I remember because I think about, like, Dr. Francesco on the podcast a couple times. I'm like, I'm like, you know, you're a huge Catalan patriot at the end of the day, but you're a professor living in America, and you've told me that you never want to live in Spain or Catalonia for the rest of your life. Your place is here now. You've said that you've changed. Like, this country, like, even you've changed even to your fellow Catalans because of your because you've become American. Right. And he goes, and he talks about, like, how the, the Republican idea, not the party, but the idea of republics is so strong in America that, that since he's adopted wholeheartedly, he feels more at home here than he does over there. Like these are his people now. And, uh, and while he's happy strong. to support, yeah. And just, because, well, that's, that's the strength of our country. And like, but of course, like everyone else, we all have our own individual paths to govern. Like I have parents and I have wealth and I have other things on my plate that, that he doesn't, he has academia and he's an academic. And the place to do that is America. The best, at the end of the day, with regards of all the ridiculous brainwashing, it's the one place in the world where someone like him can make a really good living for his family, yeah, working for the system. And so, yeah, we all have to make our fucking choices. And nobody, I don't sniff at anybody who's making different choices to me, but I do caution them to think about the trade-offs of those of those choices. Right. And and if you're looking for solidarity through the image crafting of other people on social media try to tie it in you're making a big fucking mistake because that's not real right none of that is real right that is, that is all bullshit i know people 
who post on social media about how happy they are and they're going through a divorce. I know people on, on, on Facebook who post like all this like Melrose bullshit and they're some of the happiest people I know. Like, it's just what they do. And I know plenty of people that aren't on fucking Facebook who have lives. People exist even if they don't have avatars. Yeah. And like, and <laughs> I, I know it's like a really roundabout conversation, but it has to be because what we're talking about is so big. We're talking about like, you know, again, we're getting to existentialism sort of, but with the combination of 21st century technology. What does it mean to exist and be a person when, ev- when in a world where everyone is documenting their life for public viewing and being scored accordingly. Yeah, right, exactly. So, yeah, that's that's my there it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh yeah, uh, that last mm. thing that you touched on there though is that what I I definitely have some or I lose some sleep about is that like I am very concerned about how free and open people are about their lives even as dishonest as they may be you know in the moment as far as like being like oh my god me and my girls like everything's so great and they're like going through a divorce or something like that and it's like okay well you know is there a space where maybe like an authoritarian regime that has like a social credit score like China got it right? Okay, so the, now you bring up something interesting. Yeah, the social credit system, yeah, right. which is what we're creating right now in America with the vaccine. Essentially, stuff, yeah. essentially, right. So like, oh, you are a good listener, so you get to go on a cruise ship. Right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. You get to go to the island. Yeah, it turns Ooh. out your pass Ooh, is sci-fi, activated. Sci-fi films. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? Uh, was the the movie uh, the island or yeah, whatever? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm quoting. Yeah. So no social credit system. We're doing crazy stuff. You can only go inside this restaurant if you have this piece of paper. If don't, you and your yellow star can sit outside. Oop! Oh, another overall comparison. But uh, <laughs> but but to me, it's what I see. I see stars on stars. When I see a mask, I think of the Dr. Seuss book, a star on a star. Yeah, yeah. The when star I see, when I see a fucking lanyard with a fucking vaccine thing, I see stars on stars. Um, we're creating parallel societies. We're reinscribing the class system that already exists in this country to a really troubling extent. We're making it even worse. Um, and what's really funny is the politics are, are really disjointed with this as well because, unfortunately, what's really funny is that dumb, two number one groups of people that aren't vaccinated in this country are inner-city black people. Yep. It's a Democratic base. Yep. And rural rights, a Republican base. Yeah, also Hispanics. Don't discount them too, though. Oh, sure. No, yeah. no for, yeah, for the record, for fine. If you want to go that route, yeah, Vice has some really fun documentaries of it. In Spanish culture, you have to understand... Hispanic culture. We just say this as most general as I can, but Vice has a pretty good documentary about it. You know, documentary. You know what they do? They're forty-five minute cuts of what the fuck's going on yeah. and sensationalism. Because I have to admit, like when I've watched their episodes of Saudi Arabia, I'm like, dude, I lived there for three years. It's not. That's not accurate. Yeah. But but it's, it's far, more of a docudrama. But as, far as like, but as far as like docudrama kind of thing, it is true in the Hispanic community. This goes way back. I mean, Hispanics have combined religion with uh, paganism. That's why you have things like Santeria and the Caribbean being super popular from Haiti to Cuba, stuff like that. You have uh, you have a, a really great, I would say sometimes even unproductive level of skept- skepticity. How do you say? Skepticism? Skepticism, thank you. <laughs> skepticism, you know, people are like, yeah, I'm not, it. they're like people, you know, people say things that, you know, it, it just, here's the whole thing, like, they want, they want to hold up a right-wing red hat Trump supporter to show like where this like vaccine skeptics are going, but they don't want to show Brett Weinstein. Right. They don't want to show like a large swath of the Hispanic or the black community because that would be politically inconvenient. Right. They want the same to, way they don't want to highlight like a fucking multiple murder by a black dude in fucking Tennessee or whatever. Yeah, sure. And they want to make like fucking gods out of uh, 
God, who started? Who's the big black George Floyd? You know, things like that. People are like talking about building statues of him. I'm like, but like he, like, robbed houses and threatened to rape people. Yeah. And he beat his girlfriend. Yeah, he was unjustly killed by the police. Right. But yeah, you could hold those two things at the same time yeah, like, and be he's not, totally okay with it. He's not a hero. Right. He's a victim. Yeah. But the problem is, in our Francesco would love this. In our society, they're, they're one and the same. Victims are heroes. You have to be a victim to be a hero. And that is a problem because there's so many silent heroes every day. To me, I, I, when I drive by Wellington Regional, top 100 hospitals in America, and they say, like, heroes work here. I'm like, oh, really? So doing open-heart surgery pre-2019 was nothing. You were just another piece of shit, right? Right. No. And like, and the, and the problem is to do it the other way. Like, like, what makes a doctor... They were such heroes that they had to be fired well, because they weren't vaccinated Well, a doctor's a hero because he helps other people. So is the man who shows up and, and supports his family and works hard at his fucking job. Of course, a doctor can theoretically help more people than the man just supporting his family. But the terminology is all wrong. I've always... Like, there's... Again, analogies to the war on terror. If, uh... What do we do when we want to stifle criticism of never-ending wars that don't actually further our, our national interests? We call soldiers heroes. Well, who are the soldiers in the fucking the pandemic? Well, easy one to say is first responders, doctors, uh, medics, nurses, ambulance drivers, all that shit. So, so they say like, oh, you know, don't criticize. Like, oh, what about the heroes working at the hospitals? I'm like, I'm like, why are you calling them heroes? Are you trying to make it so that if I criticize COVID policy, I'm criticizing people who are still, at the end of the day, helping people who are suffering from COVID? Exactly. They're trying to do a transference of uh, of blame there yeah. and, and prestige. I, I totally agree with you. I mean, <clears throat> it really is. It, it's, it's very, again, enlightening where you have this kind of like, just to dovetail on what you're saying, like, the, the thing about, like, hospital workers, right? Like, f so for two years, like, we've been, like, lauding these guys as, like, being something other than human. Just, like, their efforts and their abilities are I'm waiting far, for people to say thank you for your service. Right, they're far beyond, like, your casual human, right? Like, everybody else just existed. And these guys were, like, going above and beyond the call of duty. As if it wasn't their career choice that they chose. Like, oh, like, I'm going to work with sick people. So sometimes I may get sick and there's a slight chance that I may get sick and die from communicable disease. Right. Yeah, but that's why you get paid two hundred thousand dollars a year. Exceptional humans, right? And then all of a sudden, you know, they became less than useful if they didn't want to, like, you know, communicate the same narrative. Those that same nurses that were on the front line for months, many months, over a year, serving people, despite knowing the risk, and also not being vaccinated because vaccines didn't exist. And then when vaccines came out, and they weren't mandatory. Still not being vaccinated. Now they're firing nurses right and having a nursing shortage that we already had but exasperating it and they go like oh well you were a hero but now you're an inconvenient hero so you're right. not a hero you're a fucking piece of shit well, you're fired and, and then they also they sit there and they like continue to parade these numbers around like it was very like interesting and convenient that like the covid death rate like disappeared from the chiron on cnn yeah, because and it became other... useless because right. there were no more deaths right in massive numbers exactly nobody wants to say oh country 330 million people 37 deaths today oh wow how many people died of car accidents you know, right? Yeah. So, yeah. It just it's um, it's a it's a very very interesting way to kind of like shift from one, I guess, like reasonable and plausible narrative to another that doesn't make any logical sense but serves 
a purpose that they want to. And you know, you know what the first victim in any war is, including the war on COVID? The truth. That's the classic one. The first casualty in any war is the truth. And we're, we're there. I mean, it's all there, man. It's so... How many times... This is the fourth iteration of this bullshit, man. Like I told you, man. Poverty, drugs, terrorism, or terror. And fucking... Uh, and fucking COVID. Like, how do people not learn the script? Uh, because they don't... Here's the problem. And this is... I've said this before on the podcast and in private conversation. But, like, the fact of the matter is, is that, like, they have concocted a system where people are so busy required to be so busy to be considered to be productive you know as far as like keeping up with the joneses etc that they don't have time they don't have energy to like actually follow along and you know see where this plot is going and it's 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 the worst possible thing that we could do for our country as a whole because when you make the population be so preoccupied with work like i mean Again, yeah, I mean, forty percent of Americans don't have five hundred dollars in the bank account. An overwrought comparison, right? Like this fucking uh, work will set you free, right? Yeah, or by okay. free. Yeah, exactly. So, like, the idea is that like we just keep you so fucking busy that you'll never even see the fucking hand that we're actually trying to play. Yeah, and, the other hand of that is bread and circus. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so that that's what it comes down to, and that's why they have. That's why again, back to the the new religion. That's why we have ritualistic sacrifice. Every three months, we have to sacrifice somebody. The most notable one recently was Andrew Cuomo, but there'll be others. There's always going to be another sacrifice because people need this. Like you're the you're the evil in our society. You're the reason the rain isn't falling, right. or in this case, the, oh, the COVID great. rate. The COVID that's actually rates. really good. No, I mean there really is this. We've recreated Catholicism in the worst possible way. Yeah, no, it has mm. to be. It has to be. Um, yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not convinced that we can even pull ourselves out of it at this point. And so, like to your point, as far as like you know, like what's the 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 worst best outcome? Um, I think the worst best outcome is like where we ended up with the war on terror. We waste trillions of dollars. We eventually pull out, but we still have the security apparatus that imprisons people, and they don't have their freedoms. The Patriot Act still exists. We still have the FISA courts. We still you still don't have your Fourth Amendment being honored, and you have things like the TSA, but. At the end of the day, you feel normal because you're getting vodkas on the rocks at the bar on a Friday night. You feel like, well, I feel like I feel reasonably free, don't I? Yeah, once and, you're vaccinated for the 14th time. And so, <laughs> and so I feel like I'm very scared that we're going to end up with just another scaffolding of more bullshit apparatus, like, running the show and, like, controlling, like, which paths we take down the maze of our day-to-day lives. And that's unfortunate because most people don't have the means to escape that maze. Yeah, like when I say like, oh, you know, I'm packing it in probably and pissing off. I realize that is not a solution for 330 million Americans. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <And> so <clears throat> that's the thing, though, is that you know what the worst part about that is is that that's because you're a reasonable human being mm-hmm. and you actually have like you know uh, empathy and you know sympathy and you don't necessarily want to see other people suffer. You know when there is an alternative. Nobody wants to see unnecessary suffering. But the fact of the matter is, is that like it is kind of become like this like simple simple solution. You know, and and sometimes you just have to walk away. You know, like yeah, I, and you also have to accept that like pain is a part of life, and so is suffering. And you can't. The government can't. I'm kind of of the opinion. Kind of. Why am I hedging my... Why do I write like a fucking fifth grader? I'm of the opinion that 
the government cannot solve most of the problems in the world, including the most important ones for you as an individual. What is your purpose? Who am I? What is the meaning of life? What should I be doing while I'm on this planet? The government can't help you with that. Yeah. And abrogating mm-hmm. your, like, personal freedoms, like, in order to try to, like... Feel safe. Yeah, feel safe is just not a reasonable... Nice. Uh, that's a good one. Option. Um, I tell you right now, nobody from the government and 99% of the people on your Facebook feed are not coming to your funeral. Yeah. So you need to really, like, take that in. Right. And really accept it because, because I, again, I, th- I feel like... We just had another crossroads. Like people were scared of terrorism because they're afraid of dying. People were scared of, of the war on drugs because they're afraid of dying. People were afraid of poverty because they're afraid. Of this this fear of death, you know, somewhere like sometimes like someone like Sam Harris might parachute in and be, say something useful. You know, we're still not dealing with the root cause. The root cause, the existentialism of being human, the yeah. human condition, and people are willing to do almost people are willing to do every anything except admit responsive accept the responsibility or accept the fear and like really like take it in a positive way of like what it means to be human and so that's why they're willing to spend trillions of dollars to feel safe that's why they're willing to destroy their freedoms to feel safe because people people aren't most people are not libertarians in the day and and for for record to their credit i I don't give a shit like I, i don't I don't advocate for people to be atheists anymore. Anymore than I advocate for people to be libertarian. I think you should think about these policies, think about how they, uh, if they benefit you or not. Do and, what works best for you. Yeah, and, and like act accordingly. I will say that there's something to be said about <clears throat> detaching yourself from certain eventualities in life, such as death, impermanence, as it were, and and you should kind of think about your policies about that. Like you know, you know, dying by the way isn't just about you. It's also about everyone around you. You know, the reason you don't want to pollute isn't because you're going to die of pollution. Right. It's because your grandkids are or the person or the person in the country next door is going yeah. to. But because eventually it all comes home. <clears throat> and we're going to. How callous and self-centered is it when people say, oh, hey, uh, we should be concerned about climate change because of, you know, X, Y, Z. But usually those are uh, those, those those like accusations or like these fucking you know, like platitudes usually begin and end with them, though. You know, they'll say something like that's very like, you know, like uh, gracious towards like future populations. But the fact of the matter is, is that the policies that they, that they put forward are ones that are the, for the most immediacy of themselves. Exactly. No, right. sure. And so like that in and of itself kind of like, you know, gives the game away. No, people are very politically expedient. And people are politically expedient corporations have to play their game too at the end of the day they're, they're there to make profit um that's why cruise ships are you know again i think DeSantis's mind was in the correct place where he said like you know we're not going to discriminate based off vaccines in florida and i thought it was right but the cruise ship industry isn't based in florida they're all registered in panama right they're foreign entities that we yeah. do business with for fun so we can yeah. all get drunk and do cocaine in the middle of the ocean and um and when he said, like, oh, you, you're not going to discriminate, you know what they did? <laughs> well, they did what they had to. They created separate but equal. And now you have cruise ships where you have vaccine levels and unvaccinated levels. Oh, you're unvaccinated? You're on the third floor. You're vaccinated? You're on the ninth floor. Like, oh, my fucking God. You just made the Titanic again, bro. A hundred yeah, years the, later. The market does what it does but it's, uh, best, which is find solutions to problems that are created. <laughs> exactly. It's you like, know? ugh, fuck Yeah, me. I mean, listen, on its face, like, I think that that was, like, a bold gesture, and it definitely did do its part as far as, like— For setting the tone. You know, right, exactly. Like, saying, hey, this is who we are and what we stand for. 
<clears throat> but at the same time, like, it also created, like you said, like, two disparate and bifurcated societies where it's like, hey, uh, you know, I mean, this is exactly why... Uh, he should have just let the cruise ships do what they would have done, which is admit everybody right. because they want to make money. Yeah. But instead, now he's... in. And again, uh, DeSantis, to me, is a politician. I want him to advance his career because I think he's a good choice because there's very few lights in that party. But he's not a god, and I don't worship him. And so when he does something stupid, I'm going to call him like, look, bro, you shouldn't be fucking around in the marketplace. Agreed. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. You know, let, let the invisible hand do its thing. Like, it's going to— the problem is the federal government says, I'm going to fuck with the marketplace. And he goes, well, yeah, well, state government has this much power. Right. And we get in this federalistic, like, uh, tug-of-war dick-measuring contest. Yeah. And sometimes the best way to win the game is to not play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not sometimes, most of the time. Sure, yeah. You yeah. don't want to play stupid games and win stupid prizes. And now, of course, what happens? Then the courts create an injunction against them. The cruise ships read state segregation, and they're like, Dude, stop. Right. Let sleeping dogs. I'm lie. sure. I'm sure the cruise ships know where the bottom line is, and they they would they would have. You think the cruise ships? They were only requiring vaccines at the time because that's what was politically necessary. I'm sure. What did this, Disney is a perfect example of this. Disney is an evil, fucked up corporation that makes really amazing content. No matter how brainwashed it is. But they have, like, these cool theme parks. They got the, all these movies that they made based off, like, public knowledge, like all the Grimm's fables and shit like that, from Seven Dwarves to fucking Aladdin, Lion King. These are all, like, public stories. They didn't invent any of them. All this crap. And, um... But they're a profit-making organization that fucks over the workers and does fucking shady shit sometimes. Such as, like, you know, using, like, slave labor from Muslims in China to fucking make Mulan, all the crap. The remake. <laughs> anyway... What did Disney do when the pandemic first went down? Well, first they were forced to shut down by law. Then they were virtual signaling with their different capacities. This, the day after the CDC said, oh, you don't have to wear a mask outdoors, they immediately said, oh, we don't care about masks anymore. Yeah. And now, of course, they couch it in, oh, well, we're just following the CDC guidelines. You know it was never about that. It was about attracting as much money as possible, as many fucking consumers as possible. As quickly as, as possible. possible. So if you... So if DeSantis had just like not jumped down on the cruise industry, right. which is important to Florida, but it doesn't, it isn't Florida at the end of the day. People flying to Miami to go on a boat to do coke in the a fucking ocean is not the cornerstone of our of our <laughs> democracy of our of our economy. Um, what would happen is they would have played the game and then they would have tried to get us back to normal as fast as possible. They would have ended up just where they were after the norovirus crap that happened years ago. It still happens every year on cruise ships. It's like okay. Please wash your hands. Oh, you don't want to? Okay, well, fuck it. As long as most people wash their hands. You know, yeah. as soon as you make it a fucking hard rule, you're going to create operational negativity and backlash. And so, yeah, the right isn't immune to operational negativity. No, and, of course not. And so, and I'm going to call it out where it is. But it just happens to be that a disproportionate amount of this nonsense comes from the left. Mm. Yeah. With the yeah, COVID it stuff. really, it really, it's, it's, it's disappointing, too. Um because here, the just to again dovetail on what you're saying is that like for all the savvy moves again that he's made like that was a a huge overstep as far as I'm concerned because like here's the thing is that that like, was too political to me because it was more about right. appearing to be doing something than yes. actually doing something yes. and I was like now you've become what you hate right you become, <laughs> right. A, you become a politician <laughs> right you are literally virtue right. signaling and 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 the funniest thing about it too is that like as far as like governors go right like I mean he was he was basically in my opinion probably the best handling 
the COVID outbreak, right? So, like, his first step was... Our most populated state. Let's figure 26 out... 26 in deaths. Let's, yeah, let's figure go. out how to get fucking, you know, the people, like, as far as vaccines go, right? Let's get the most vulnerable vaccinated first. Yeah, vaccinate old people. And they tried to slam him with that. Yeah, and he's like, oh, like, oh, you, you corporatist fucking pig. You gave it to the public. He goes, well, I know you, a lot of you guys aren't from the South, but I'm from yeah. some shithole city of... By the way, this guy is not from Miami or Orlando or Palm Beach. He's 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 not from Durango, he's from Durango, Florida, like a real like nothing, no nothing fucking town, and um, you know he's from a town with like seven thousand people in a state with twenty three million people. It's a small city, and and not to mention he was in the fucking armed force. But I'm gonna put that to the side because I want to hear a worship. <laughs> um, he's from a no nothing town. And oh my god, what the fuck was I about to say? I'm killing myself here. <laughs> well, here we go. There go. There's one for me. Oh, fuck it. It's gone. I'm an idiot. <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> um, yeah. So it just, it that was, you know, here's the thing. It's an unfortunate misread, but also, like, in, in my mind, um, if the majority of the population was actually, like, in the, the same mind space that we are, like, you see that as, like, a, a human error, right? Like, you just say, okay, well, I guess it happens. Uh, let's move past it. You know, like uh, he's I got it now. More... Sorry, good. He's from right, a fucking good. no nothing. Town. I was just trying to fill he's, time. He's, thank you. he's from a no nothing town, and then he goes like, "Well, the reason I advocated for Publix to disseminate the fucking vaccines is because we need a distribution center. Yeah. Our choices were McDonald's, yeah. Walmart, and Publix. Those are the yeah. three most popular businesses in Florida. Right. He goes, that I could, think CVS that, that was could, in there. No, too. that could yeah, CVS that could handle the capacity. So of course he said Publix and CVS because they're ubiquitous. And people try to accuse him of being a corporatist. He goes, he goes, for the record, they're not making money off this. Yeah. And the and federal it, government is funding these things at cost and they're providing the service. And they're all the only people who could, yeah. who could provide the service. He goes, and we asked people in these communities, the vulnerable communities, the old communities, right. where would you feel comfortable getting a shot? And they all said Publix because yeah. that's where they go every week to buy groceries. Right. right. Here's right, the truth right, right. you don't go to CVS every <clears throat> week. In our three most populous counties, there is a Publix within two miles of every single fucking person. I have three Publixes near me. Yeah, and I love a, it. So he was just playing it by the numbers. So it was a it was a it was a rare misstep. And they go, oh, but, but this guy, but it's a conservative company. They gave a hundred thousand dollars campaign. He goes, yeah, okay. He goes, you think I give a yeah. fuck about hundred thousand dollars? You know how corrupt American politics are? I get millions, bro. bro <laughs> do you know how much fucking money they gave to the Democrats though? Too, they don't give a fucking shit. Are you kidding me? When you're a big, big companies like that, play both sides. Yeah, of course you have to. Donald Trump and has given reason. millions to Democrats to run for public office yeah. because that's what you do, bro. Yeah, of course. Oh my god. But yeah, so it was a rare misstep, but like in a certain respect, I think that it was actually like a little endearing. Well, look, it was again, like, I hope when he go, when he runs, if this becomes a like a question, he has two choices: he either doubles down and tries to like paper over it as best he can. But look, man, I had to make fucking choices, and the truth is, enough was enough for me. So I put my foot down with these cruise industries because we already give them a sweet deal as it is, which is called not paying fucking taxes, yeah. and getting a bunch of money. Or he could say, you know, look, I can see in retrospect the problems with this policy because ultimately it's not the role of government to be interfering in the public marketplace but I was countering the federal government's already interference in the public marketplace so yeah. I said the federal government say you have to do this and I'm going to say you don't have to do this yeah. by law states so, rights so that was to me it was more like states rights combating federal rights that would also be an interesting thing either one of those would work ignoring it if it comes up wouldn't be a good tactic yeah. you know so I just hope which he's, I don't, I don't I hope think he's he ready. will no I just hope he's ready because you have to have one of those two responses yeah. and honestly I think you do both you can say both at the same time like like I did this because I want to I want to fight the federal government overreach, 
And at the same time, I also just wanted to set a fucking standard. Like, we're not playing these fucking games. Now, are there negative uh, uh, externalities from these policies? Yes. That is the public problem. That is the problem with public policy in general. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, you know, but, but I did what I did, and I stand by it. I mean, you should be able to uh, – you should be – I, I find it hard to believe that my critics are fans of discrimination. That's what you have to do. You have to flip it. You have to, like, I find it really hard to believe that my, that my critics – are okay with discrimination and now it's about them yeah and you're right. out right wow nice nope i'm on a podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah i totally agree with that i think i mean honestly that's politics 101 right like don't fucking make your uh, opponent's argument for them but like at the same time like if you can do your best to you know put the ball back in their court why not i'm just sending a photo to the oh. phone call see i'm on a podcast so yeah, I mean, um, I don't know. We'll see where it all ends up. It's really sad. I'm swimming in a bag of shit with, like, $10 trillion on the toilet. Yeah. Well, this is, like, the, the whole thing with this $3.5 trillion spending deal. Um, you know, it was, like, a continuing resolution wrapped into, like, new spending. And then you had, uh, you know, some fucking, like, mindless fucking zealots for the uh, administration coming out saying that, like, it's a net zero cost. This bill is already paid for, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, oh, you mean net zero already paid for because you're going to raise taxes on, like, the middle class or something? Because there is no there is no government, not one dollar that the federal government spends that is not on the back of some, you know, either business owner or wage earner in the United States. Sure. And, 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 future, and future citizens. And, wow, I mean, it's one thing to think about moving to another country. It's another thing to think about burning your passport. But you have to keep all these options open because you're really living in a world of shit. And just depends so that's how, your how, one takeaway. How, how invested are you? No, I mean, it really makes a difference. Like, if you're a doctor, you're stuck here. That's it. You sure. make your choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're, if you're an engineer, lawyer, you, you really, unless you, like, sucked away millions of dollars, you know, you, you really have made a choice. Other people are going to have to make different choices. And But the inflation is real. I mean... My my house that I live in right now, a, a modest two thousand square foot under AC house, was uh, twenty two to twenty four hundred dollars rent before the pandemic. Now my realtor friends like, hey Alex, just so you know, I can get you a uh, twenty eight twenty nine hundred for a regular and four thousand for season. Yeah, we were just looking at this the other day. The house that we currently live in, um, when we uh, purchased it, it was under a half million dollars. Yeah, you got lucky. You probably got that twenty percent boost, huh? Uh, more than that, bro. The fucking um, the our our best comp um was uh six seventy eight and they don't even have like all the upgrades that and we well had. of course it does suck when you sell you have to pay closing costs and then when you have to buy something new you have to buy new costs but still you're talking about a profit yeah a significant one yeah. so you know it's a conversation that we had obviously like i don't, I don't think with any like no, you serious want to, degree no you, you want to dick around for five years in your house but you might find yourself get bored be like, actually this isn't the move for me and then you're gonna take your Seven hundred fifty thousand dollars, right? And go fuck off somewhere else. I mean, yeah. we're talking about one percent a month growth, or two two percent a month growth in the housing market, and it's insane. Yeah, it's wild. It's unattainable for the average wage earner because 
wages grew in one year five percent under Trump. Inflation was more than that in this fucking quarter. Yeah. So like I mean, yeah. dude, I fucking I was I was talking to another friend of mine, you know, today, and uh, you know they're they're looking to buy a house, and uh, you know the the price point that they're looking at is is really not one that they're yeah. Anyone's throwing on words like three hundred thousand? No, it's yeah. yeah. Forget about it. You, and you, like you know, I mean, it's like I fifty for Port St. Lucie right now. I under, I understand the idea of like hanging out and trying to like see if the market corrects somewhat. But, Bullshit. like, with the amount of fucking dollars happened. that we're printing, like, I know we're not de facto printing, even but we're de jour printing even money. Even if people start putting m- money into the bubble, the inflation is already there, so right. it doesn't matter. Right, and so, it'll just feed the beast. Yeah, so, like, yeah. unfortunately, you know, I remember buying my house, this house for 325 k and I was like, well, this is a 250 k house, but whatever, that's the price. Right. And this is the neighbor I want to live in, so I'm going to fucking do it, and I'll catch up to that premium over time. Because that's the thing, too, for the record. Let's say you want a house. You really want the fucking house, and you know in your heart it's worth three hundred k, but the price is three fifty, and that's all the house on the block, and no one's selling for less because there's there's carpet baggers coming down, throwing their million dollar jersey shithole fucking apartment yeah, property yeah, exactly. money into, into it. Whatever it is, you're from California, all this crap. So, okay, but if you really want the house, you're gonna eat the bullet and fucking pay the extra fifty grand because you know five years later you'll have that value anyway. And honestly, you shouldn't be buying a house to leave after a year anyway. Sure. So. Yeah. And we've just upped that ante. So now the the three hundred thousand dollar house of yesterday is four fifty today. And, I know, it's crazy. And, and, that's, and that's over the course of three years. Yeah, because we already had a hot market before the pandemic. People right. forget that. Yeah, and, yeah, it was definitely ticking up. That's and, for sure. And so, if you're committed and you can somehow come up with that twenty percent down payment, but here's the just thing: you don't even it. fucking need that, though. This is this. No, of this course, there's is, FHA, no, there's FHA loans this, for first-time homebuyers. But yeah. this is the ridiculous thing about it, though, is that like we're doing everything that we did before the fucking first global financial crisis, which was extend fucking like you know credit to people who frankly don't deserve it. Wait, you talking about ninja loans? We're not doing ninja loans anymore. Yeah. Uh, no income, no job. Oh no yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I just want to make sure we were talking about the same thing, but. Yeah, but even still, though, they, you know, I mean, they'll, they'll sit there and they'll, so I have a friend, obviously, who's like a fucking broker, and, you know, he'll say, like, he told me, he was like, listen, if you want to buy this house, he's like, realistically, what you could do is we can write you two mortgages, so we'll write you one for 97%. That's what they do in the, Europe. Oh, my right. God, so disgusting. Yeah, and so, like, here's the thing, though, is that, like, this is, these are. Because you can qualify for two small loans, but you can't qualify for one big correct. loan. Correct. And so he's like, it's, it's all the same shit we were doing before, but now they income verify. But other than that. It's the same fucking shell game. And then after six months, then you can refinance and combine both of them into one loan. Right. Ideally with a lower interest rate, but you never know. So, yeah, no, this fucked up. Yeah, but I mean, like, this is like, uh, again, to everything we've been talking about. In Iceland, about for not the record, when you buy a house. The, yeah, when not Iceland, learning the lessons of the past, man. Like, yeah, in Iceland, when you buy a house with a mortgage, um, it's you buy the house for, it's 85, 15% split. You get two mortgages, no matter what. And that's what they fucking do because they know that they're guaranteeing the refi. And what fucking cunts. <laughs> what fucking How bastards. dare you? It's fucked up. So oh, Man, apartments are fucking a quarter million to 325000 for townhouses. Oh, my God. The, the chance of getting the house in these markets, South Florida, oof, it's very difficult. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, that the guy that I was talking about before that we were talking uh, or that I was just talking about, they had put an offer in that was at ask, and uh, the eventual you know winners um, ended up getting it for like ten or fifteen more than asking. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't remember the exact figure, but the vast majority of houses, I hope that's correct, are selling over asking price. Yeah. And yeah. And that's, that's problematic. Dude, our, our fucking neighborhood, right? Like, we, like, normally we have, like, anywhere between, like, 11 and 15 active listings. And uh, we only had one active listing as of yesterday. The average sale price, or I'm sorry, the average uh, time on market in the neighborhood is four days. So it's just, it, it, you know, things are out of control. And, um, you know, the people that have money are able to, or have figured out how to capitalize um, and, you know, further enrich themselves. I mean, I was, I was making the point to him uh, that, you know, back in like, 2016 I kind of already like thought things were getting a little overheated and out of control and I started uh looking for like institutional you know uh renter uh, uh institutional landowners homeowners etc and um I stumbled upon um an REIT that holds uh by BlackRock that holds um a bunch of single-family home rentals. Well, this is what's happening that people don't actually realize what's happening in the market. Like, 30% of homes are owned by, like, these fucking REITs. Exactly. And these uh, corporations. Yeah, and in those, in those like, six or seven years or whatever, like, the value of these shares that I was holding have, over, like, more well, than tripled. Well, like you said before, everyone just follows return at the end right. of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. The vast majority of, of the market. And, uh, but, I mean, it's just, like... It's a real asset, and the prices are going up. Right. And, well, but, I mean, the, the reason why I brought it up, though, is just to say that, like, we've, we've so much lost our way where it's, like, you know, it used to be that, like, the path to wealth was obviously, like, through owning property, right? And nowadays, it's so far out of reach for, like, the average wage earner um, that, like, instead of, like, really, like, attempting to build a middle class, like, we're, you know, creating this, like, environment where... There's going to be the haves and the have-nots. I mean, it's going to be it's 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 feudalism, for lack of a better word. Sure. You know, and and that's yeah. I mean, IKEA has their own housing in Iceland for workers to to work at Iceland at the IKEA because you can't afford housing in Iceland and work at IKEA and IKEA salary, so they create feudalism. Yeah, it's mm. it's it's fucking it's crazy. Like I, I I I've seen some think pieces that have said you know essentially things to that effect where it's like, um, like. You know why? Why you shouldn't want to own anything? Um, it'll make you happier, or something. You know, like and you're it'll like certainly make you poor. What? And, right. and how blessed are the meek, <laughs> as uh, as the good book says. <laughs> so yeah, it's just I don't know, man. I'm not sure what to do with it, and I'm not sure what to do with the people who would advocate for something like that. Yeah. So for the record, of course, there are extreme situations where renting is more financially advantageous than owning. San Francisco, New York City, parts of Miami. That's all true, especially if you're a transient person. But for many other people, no. I mean, owning a house is the most direct path to the middle class. You have this mu- huge asset that you can just pour money into and get guaranteed. Like, if you're, if you're, if, again, let's be honest. If if you have, uh, if interest rates are at three percent, every time you put a thousand dollars into your bank account, into into your fucking mortgage extra. You know you're getting at least three percent, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. So instant like, rate of return, guaranteed rate, instant rate of return, a secure asset until the communists take over and nationalize the the housing market. You know, so which I still think is very far off. But they are, but the but the 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 rent. 
when they stopped making people pay rent, that was a shocker to me because, like, holy shit, the government's really willing to do that? That's not too far off. And um, so, but, yeah, it's a, it's a very direct path to the middle class because it's a huge asset class. I mean, at the end of the day, even if I had a mortgage on this fucking place, my mortgage was $1,400 a month. If I rent it out for $2,800 a month, most people wouldn't take this path, but I know I could. Guess what? I'm now rich in Ecuador with my $1,400 a month I have left. <laughs> right, like, right. Yeah. And, like, and most people don't know because they think people in Ecuador live in fucking huts. No, it's a fucking – they have cities, bro. <laughs> it's a thriving not, economy. It's a, they, they, ha- they have a life. They're not peasants. They're not rock farmers. Yeah. They're just people who make less than you per month, but their cost of living is also less than you per month. These are not peasants. Right. And so Speaking it's not Bolivia. Trade-offs. It's not Bolivia, bro. It's Ecuador. People just don't know. People think all third world countries are the same. It's just not true. Um, he has like, you know where people eat a lot of caviar? Russia. You know, the place where people make $1,200 a month on average? Like, it, it, it's just, it's a rabbit hole. But yeah, I th- I, I, I'm happy that I have a house. And I'm happy that I own it. Of course, I can make more money rate of return off my investment if I just had that money in the market and I was paying my bullshit 2.5% loan that I had. But being debt-free entails me certain freedoms i mean i was just in spain and uh, my friend who's a pilot he flew out there to see, hang out with us and we're having a drink in barcelona las ramblas the the famous main street that cuts through the fucking city where there's a bunch of bullshit going down and i was like look i was because we were having like we were talking past each other sort of like what we should be doing of course he's a pilot so he's committed in a way that i'm not and he's like you know where else are you gonna go bro and i was like you don't understand bro you're here having a drink with me right now because you fly for free. I'm here because I am free. Yeah. And, like, and, like, and so, and these are different. These are different things, right? And yeah, of course. so, you know, I can, I can go. I could fucking pack this shit up in fucking, fucking two weeks with twenty Mexicans, put all my shit in a fucking box, get the fuck out, you know. And I can live off the rent. In many countries, the majority of countries, because people don't. Again, people just don't understand how rich they are in America, even when they're poor. Right. And uh. It's, but of course, poor people don't have assets, but many people in America do. You'll own nothing and enjoy it. So, it's a real fucking thing. And like I keep telling, I keep coming back to this point. It's like you know, what do you want to do? Of course, if you have if you have a deep derivation of meaning from your work, by all means, keep doubling down, keep fucking putting your time to your twenty five to forty five years. I mean, the average person actually works fucking 50 years, which is disgusting. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's all there for you. It's the same thing, argument I make with, like, Social Security. Like, yeah, it's not f- solvent. It's a fucking Ponzi scheme. But once you're collecting if you're poor, I highly recommend until you're in the last six months of your life where you spend 90% of your money on trying to avoid death, live a good life in Latin America. I mean, right. like, you don't yeah. need to be – <laughs> Yeah, to, call it. My, 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 my wife's grandmother, really nice lady, raised seven kids by herself. And lived a life that you couldn't possibly understand. I mean, she has seven kids. Two of them are dead. I mean, that's the you know that's the world she grew up in. You know, d- people people died of disease. You know, so right. And they, oh, I'm gonna have a bunch of children because not all of them are gonna make it. Yeah, something we can't even like. Yeah, jive something with. we've mostly eradicated. Yeah, so you know, it's like I'm like you know, you live in a trailer park in in Palm City. You could be a queen. And of course, now she's very old, but she would still be living. I would say a higher standard of living in Latin America with her $1,500 a month. She lives in a trailer instead with her dog in Palm City. And, of course, she makes a choice between the higher standard of living and having more access to her friends and family. But what does it mean when people only see you once a week? You have to think about these things. Yeah. And they're uncomfortable conversations. Nobody wants to talk about them because it's, they're uncomfortable. But, but if, you're not, if you're not willing to have the conversation, you might be missing out on opportunities that you don't know exist. 
you have this thing called the U.S. dollar that's used by 20 countries on the planet Earth, and millions, sorry, millions, like like ten dozens more is a reserve currency. But but in other countries, just on the street, like people just use dollars. People just don't know. Like I mean, I got a tomahawk steak in Ecuador, the biggest steak, most expensive thing in America. I paid up to ninety five dollars for a tomahawk steak on my wedding night in America. It was fifteen dollars, no tip, Ecuador. <laughs> <laughs> And for the record, it's not nothing crazy is going on here. A cheeseburger in Ecuador is one dollar, so you got about fifteen times more expensive. You know, what's a cheeseburger in America? Well, it depends. It could be anywhere from a dollar to fifteen dollars, and then well, how much tomahawk steak costs? Sixty-five to a hundred dollars. You know, there's this multiplicity of it. It's the whole like you know how much an ounce of gold, how many suits, how many, an ounce of gold should ideally be like a custom suit kind of like index kind of thing. But yeah. I will. Here's what I have to say about this, this final part of this part of the conversation about homeownership. So I was hanging out with my friend at the park the other night. He's a complete remote worker. He makes 50 grand a year. His wife is also a remote worker. She's originally from Quebec. She also makes 50 grand a year. Combined, they make 100 stacks a year. They have one child and another one on the way. He's like, you know, we tried to buy a house in South Florida. Then we tried to buy a house in Port St. Lucie. <laughs> then we got priced out of that because of the pandemic. Then we were looking at North Carolina. Guess what? It's been popular now for 10 years on Instagram. Can't get there. So we go to South Carolina, which we don't want to live at. We can go to Quebec, where she's from, and be poor, but we'll have access to our family. Or we can pack up our shit and go anywhere in the world. I'm like, I'm like Mark, let me tell you something. You have nothing to lose. from. You literally work from your laptop. Why don't you just go fuck up? You're paying rent right now. Go pay less rent somewhere else and see how, if you maybe, – maybe you like that life. Right. Try something else. Yeah. When you're truly remote, I do, I do actually kind of envy these people in, in a certain sort of way because they have the luxury of, like, working – but they can work anywhere. And I'm not telling you, like, pack up your shit and go to Da Nang, fucking Vietnam, and, like, see if you can really make it. <laughs> you know, maybe that's not for you. Even though I hear it's pretty fucking nice from HGTV. But, uh, but there are, Got like, good food. there are reasonably very similar countries to the ones you live in. Latin American countries, again, at the end of the day, I have more in common with a Mexican than I do from someone from, from, uh, Georgia, Europe, because who's proximity? Right. Like, when I go to Mexico, I see a lot of myself in there, and when Mexicans come here, they see a lot of themselves there, of course, because we stole one-third of the country, fair and square. And um, that's a real thing, and, and people have to realize that you can you can make it in quite a few places. I mean, what do you value? If you value having disposable income at the end of the month and having a high standard of living, you could do that in a lot of countries. If you value familiarity and proximity to the people you grew up with, including your friends and family, then, yeah, you need to fight, figure out a way to make it work here. But I got bad news for everybody. There is almost no difference between moving two hours north by car and moving two hours south by plane because you're not going to see anybody except three times a year holidays birthdays funerals that's it you know whatever the fuck weddings whatever the fuck it is because people don't realize people think oh i only moved two hours north it's like yeah i can get a good house in um, gainesville florida four hours north from where i live bro <laughs> yeah, yeah you yeah, think your you friends are coming might as to well see be you? on a fucking island your friends aren't coming to see you yeah. You, nobody's coming up to see you in Gainesville. It's never going to happen. Maybe if you have one really good best friend, you may come once. So, and people really need to think about that. But no, I think people, just like we think in like square footage instead of cubic footage when we think about housing, and how our houses are designed to be big, flat rectangles instead of like more vertical, useful structures. You're an engineer. Maybe you could appreciate this. Like, I think the same thing happens with how we think about time and distance. Of course, people like pilots understand the difference because they get fly all over the world. It's kind of their business. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, living two to three hours away by car is the same as living two or three hours away by airplane. 
And the difference is you, lose, you go two or three hours away by car, you're still in the same fucking rat nest. If you go two or three hours away by, by fucking plane, you're in Panama. You're in all of Central America. Uh, if you go four hours, you're in Ecuador. So, and you're all over the Caribbean. So there really is a world out there. And so you have to think about if you have an asset class, like a house that you can rent out and live abroad, maybe think about it. If you have, if you're a remote worker, stop. I mean, it's funny that people are like, oh, I lived in a fucking van for three years. So I could afford a down payment on a place in San Francisco. That's your dream. God bless you. <laughs> but like, but like to me, it's like, well, fuck that. If I'm making $200,000 a year to go live in a van, I'm going to do that and pretend I live in that van on the property and actually live in South America. And then realize I'm true. So, you know, actually I really like hanging out with really hot Spanish women and like drinking fucking these drinks for a dollar a piece. I'm going to stay here. And by the way, in Panama, it's quarter a beer on Saturday night at a few choice bars at Luna's Castle, which I highly recommend. They're not sponsors of the podcast. They're so. not, but, but but they know. So that look, that's I know we didn't hit a lot of uh contemporary BBC like stories of the day issues. Uh I, I don't because I haven't really been following a lot of them and they're not all that interesting. There's that stupid uh bitch Petito, whatever the fuck it went, disappear, whatever she went disappearing. You know, I think it's funny that, um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say on that real quick. Oh, Jesus. She, no, no, real quick. No, I just have something to say. She fucking disappeared because we talked about it for a little bit. The guy had three weeks and he knew eventually it was gonna come back to him. The fact that he didn't like go immediately to Cuba is beyond me. Wait, did they catch him? No, he's still, they can't find him. Yeah, so, but he, who says I don't he's think not he's gone. dead. He didn't jump on a plane, dude. He, he, he went to the woods. It looks like he, I'm assuming he's on the Appalachian Trail, or he's the world's best fucking hide-and-seek player, and he's hiding in that fucking reserve on the fucking west coast of Florida. Oh, but, I thought, uh, yeah, I mean, I... Or yeah, he my mind's with you. Okay, I, was, like, I was like, I'm yeah. like... Psh. Second one, AOC wearing Eat the Rich fucking... Or Tax the Rich, yeah. Wearing, wearing, yeah, Tax the Rich while wearing like a $15,000 dress yeah. made by someone who, who's caught for tax evasion. Yep. Who is like dating the, a fucking guy who's worth $100 million who's one of, like, or whatever. one of the most like, elite like, dressmakers. By the way, beautiful dress. Despite putting that disgusting bullshit mantra on it, she looked pretty good in it too. She is hot at the end of the day, hot and crazy. But uh, yeah, I mean, this—that's the world you live in. To put it like, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll catch up on all that for sure. But uh, I think we put a pretty fine bow on this one. We had to do a post mortem. Ironically enough, not a post mortem on COVID and everything else. So I think we uh, because it's been four months. I mean, you haven't seen someone in four months, and guess what? It's still the fucking news story. God damn it! Unnecessarily, but unbelievable. Jesus. Because the trends are accelerating at the end of the day, and as much as I would like to talk about more meaningful things, I mean, it'd be interesting to talk about philosophy on this podcast in a more meaningful manner. But I can't help but feel like I'd be doing a disservice. I don't talk about like what's right in front of our fucking faces. Also true. Which is like the. The abject stupidity of our government and and the people that enable them around us for good and for bad reasons. I don't believe people are acting in bad faith most of the time. I think people are actually acting in good faith, which is a real problem. People are true believers, uh, fellow travelers, fucking useful idiots, as the Russian mm-hmm. call them. Solzhenitsyn. Yeah. All right. Well, that's your required reading. So you Google that. And uh... thank you very much for listening. Uh, I can't promise you when the next po- podcast will happen, but sooner rather than later. Thank you for listening. Have a good night. All right. Take care. Oh, yeah.